Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Bottom of the Bill. We got our boy Chris Anderson on today. Yeah. Uh, before we get started, we got to do the obligatory cheers. Salud. Salud. Australia. Thanks for being here today, man. Mm. Thanks for having me, guys. Tried this last year, didn't work out. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's almost an entire year since since, since we were supposed to come on. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. I didn't even think of it. Until I know. When was he supposed to come on? Like July of last year. What happened? Uh, I ended up going on a really long road trip. Uh, okay. Yeah. Months. So you just blew us off. Yeah. Months. <laughs> All right. I was just wondering what I was like. Oh man, did something happen? No, no. I just decided to fucking get the yeah, hell out of Dodge. I had work. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I had work. Oh, but you're working. You're working. Yes. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. 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 yeah I yeah. kept up with a lot of the pictures you were posting on Instagram and stuff. That stuff was wild, it man. Was cool, it was amazing. Man. Where'd you go? So many national parks. You and all the national I, parks? I have friends and people that I went to visit and kind of work with on the West Coast. Cool. And so throughout the course of a few months, I just took advantage of like, well, let's go see this park and this park. And did you go to a glacier up in Montana? I did not. That That's my still favorite. Very, I, I, I got to go when I was a kid. High. And uh, Lake McDonald's. Like the, 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 the lake. Uh, yeah, the rocks. All the rocks. The colored rocks. I try, I sh- whenever I show anybody that picture, they're like, that that's not real. I'm like, yeah, it is it real. It makes it's my crazy. heart pump. You ever seen it? it. <laughs> you no. Ever, it's like it, it has like just pebbles everywhere, and they're like about this big, and they're all smooth as hell. But they're all like individual colors. Yeah. It looks like a fish tank. Oh a fish wow. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, yeah. It's but really it, crazy. It, it, doesn't it doesn't look, look real like at all. That. It doesn't look real. That looks. That and sounds it's surrounded cool. by just some of the most incredible mountains. Oh yeah, that yeah. sounds amazing. That's pretty I was up in there. I was up there in July, and I was uh, uh, walking around in snow. It's crazy. That's, oh yeah, it's yeah. weird out there, oh, yeah. man. It's fucking oh, yeah. weird. Uh, there was yeah. I, I've I've told a story before, but when I was in the road a few years ago, there was this guy from Montana, and he was like, uh, it was like the winter time, so they were like visiting for the winter, and he was like, uh, you know, it's negative sixty degrees in Montana right now. At sixty, and he was like, it's colder in Montana than it is on Mars. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking insane if you think know. about it. That's pretty crazy. I did yeah. not know that. You'd think Mars would be colder. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking wild. I want to move I'm going to tell people that when they're from Chicago. I'm it's like, it's negative 50. Like, dude, that's crazy. Why do you live colder than Mars? Yeah, why do you, you just, just fucking move to Mars? If you're from hey, Chicago, hey, you could do us a joke. favor. It's happening soon. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> I'm not signing up for that, though. Team Elon. I, I like, I love Elon's going to make it I love happen. what he's doing. He's like my favorite person in the world. Yeah, my favorite thing that he's doing is he's trying to get uh, wireless internet for everybody in the world it's for free. Yeah, Link is yeah. So cool. They're gonna. He's he's like the new Tesla, and they're gonna kill him just like they killed Tesla. Do you think that's just why? He, I'm just that's joking. That's, <laughs> that's not a real conspiracy. He chose that Tesla. name. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why he named it Tesla. Wow. <laughs> I think Elon's just maybe an alien just trying to get home. I think Mars might be where his yeah. home is. He's just trying to get back. Yeah, right. That's just his con. He's just conning all of us and like, I just need your help to build the shit to get me there. Hey, wow. if it benefits the rest of us, I'm down. Long, long yeah, like, if y'all want to come, I don't know if you'll survive. But come on, yeah. <laughs> it would be um, something out of like a Tim Bird movie or something like that. If they get to Mars, and he's like, I, Elon Musk, like I finally made it to Mars, and the Martians come out and just like to devour his head and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> or he's their leader. Yeah, or he's their, yeah, exactly. He kind of looks like a like an alien. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, Elon Musk, what a nice guy. We're having him uh, two months from now, right? We're having Elon yeah, two yeah. months. Yeah, yeah. Sick. We're st- we're yeah. excited about it. Sick. <laughs> My name's your kid, Elon. I know kid, I knew a dude named Elon here, and Jax is a great guitar player. All right, never mind. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so before we get started, we have a few things to mention. Uh, Side Hustle is playing at actually uh, the festival you guys are doing, Tacos yes. and Tequila yes. Festival, so on May tequila, 2nd, tequila. Uh, with Ben Strock, The Full Electric, um, Be Easy. Who else is playing LPT. that one? LPT is playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mandala Honey Music. Honey, Honey Hounds aren't playing, right? Oh, I thought they were. No. My bad, sorry. Um, and then uh, we also have 
So make sure you get your tickets for that. Uh, we have the Orange Blossom Review coming up. That's in December, but also make sure you get your tickets for that because yeah, the Wood Brothers are headlining. Out. Well, it might. I mean, the Wood Brothers are headlining. It's a great festival. Yeah. Um, we have uh, the Hangout Express is playing uh, Friday at Southern Grill from 6 to 9. And then Saturday, A1A Ale Works from, uh, from 7 to 11. And then I will be at ABBQ from 12 to 4 on Sunday for the brunch set. You guys have anything you want to promote? Anything coming up? Uh, Greenhouse Island is playing Orange Blossom Jamboree, so get your tickets for that. Yeah. Uh, May 15th is when we're going to play. Or nice. oops, I probably gave oh. that away. We have to edit that part out. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> OBJ's already announced. It's announced, but they haven't announced schedule. the schedule yet. <laughs> but anyways. They'll be fine. Somewhere. <laughs> some One of those days. I take back what I said. Um, okay. So, so Chris, give us a little bit of background. Uh, what's, your, what's your story? So, I grew up in South... Well, I was born in Texas, raised in South Florida, First Coral Springs Parkland. I know you're uh, from uh, like that that same kind of area in Fort Lauderdale area. Yeah. And then I moved to Naples, Florida. Um, I like kind of the more formative years in Naples, Florida, like 15 to 18. You know, like when you really grow up. And uh, um, I found music in Naples and started when I was 18. And like literally as soon, I found a kid that at a party that was just like a friend of a friend. And he was playing guitar, and I just, I, I had just thought, I want to do this. I'm going to do this with you. He's like, well, what do you play? I don't know. Nothing. He's like, well, you got to do something. Yeah. And so at first it was like, all right, you're going to have to learn how to play bass. And I just went and immediately bought a bass and a little guitar amp and, like, was learning for the first month or so out of a guitar amp. Didn't even have, like, a bass amp. And just as soon as we could play a few, few hours worth of uh, songs, I took to playing bass. Then that was, we started booking shows from there. It became just managing the bands that I was always in. Um, the only serious band that I developed out of that scene was a band named Wilder Sons. And we ended up, that's how I met Nico, my current position and everything that I'm in now. Um, we started touring and becoming, you know, an original group that tried to get out there and do it. And I started realizing, well, I'm booking the shows, I'm driving the van, I'm managing kind of the money and stuff behind the scenes. I'm, pre I'm managing this band. Why don't I try and do my own thing as like a promoter? I started running a couple shows on my own, i.e. how I brought Nico, my current business partner, um, boss, <laughs> boss's band, Side Reel Down, linked up with him and, and kind of just entered the music scene from both sides at the same time like i was on stage as as you are and most like there's always got to be somebody in the band that's like booking the shows and, right and run it until i mean not everyone some people get to have a manager straight off rip but yeah. not not everyone no, most of us don't yeah yeah and that's i mean so it just progressed from being you know a bass player to like a, a booking agent and then when i moved to jacksonville i, I kind of left naples because there's nothing for you in Naples as a musician. Yeah, I was gonna say like <laughs> what like is I've I used to play a place in Naples. It was like a restaurant called South Street. No, no, no. It was like Christine's or or it was named after like a, like a woman. And oh, Christie's. Christie's. Yeah. Yes. I used to play there with this band called the Rock and Jake Band. Whoa, yeah. That's yeah, I know it's it's like one. Of, it's like, it's like not that Naples has like a lot of places to play, but if you're gonna play in Naples, that's probably not the place like a traveling band would hit. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's like a restaurant. And that was the thing. I was trying to get my 
my bandmates were very successful in the pop punk scene in a previous band they were in named Vega Under Fire, and they had a lot of success like touring with Mayday Parade and being on Warped tours, and like they were they made it. And then like most bands, fell apart, fell apart, came back home. I pieced them back together out of a broken up band that I had. It was like, all right, these guys are really good. I'm gonna piece some guys together, and we formed this new band, Wilder Sons. But I was always trying to get them to understand like you were not gonna make it being from here. There's just no way. Right. Like, I mean, if you're the best band in Jacksonville, or I mean, that's that's a subjective thing. We're talking about art form here. But if you're like one of the bigger bands in Jacksonville, right? You have you're going to get picked up for some bigger opportunities based on that because Jacksonville has a touring market that comes through it and stuff. You have opportunities. I was trying to get them to understand, like if there's no, we don't even have a venue. There's right. literally no ticketed like venue right. in Naples, Florida. So it's trying to get them to understand that and move and just lots of frustrations. Guys, one of my guys was married and one guy was just like, you know, they just weren't really that committed. And I was, and I wanted a better life. And we had come and played Lynch's a lot. Nico started booking us a lot up here. We played One Spark. We played Oktoberfest and things. And had a lot of success here. And I was guys, we should just relocate here and we'd be very successful. And they just weren't willing to do it. So eventually I got tired enough and said, all right, well, I'm moving to Jacksonville. So that's what brought you to Jax was, yeah. okay. I quit, basically. I just got so fed up and burned out. It was just like, I'm over this. I'm moving to Jax. Just going to get a better life, like somewhere better. And Did your bandmates really think that they could make it in Naples? Or they just didn't have, like, the drive to do it? And that's all they wanted <sighs> to do, which is what they were doing. It's a good, that's a good question. I'd love to really know the real answer. Yeah, You're we'll right. have, have the like, reunion <laughs> on the show. Um, I mean, they currently are still out there playing kind of, but it seems to have somewhat fizzled or is fizzling for sure. And I mean, I, I think it's just, you know, certain people don't want to make those. Like, if you really want to make it in this business, I'll go look at the camera when I say go ahead. this. Like, Talk to the you children. have to be willing to do anything and everything. Like, yeah. po- like uh, this is like uh, the same as comedians. Like, like if you like look a at Weinstein comedy, sort of deal. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're no. trying to say? <laughs> anything. Oh my god. Anything for top belly. So I look <laughs> at it as like, I'm a big like a fan donut. of stand-up comedy and stand-up comedians, and that scene are big fan of musicians. And I think because what it really takes is struggle to be a champion in those scenes. Totally. And that's something that I think like you know not a lot of people are willing to sacrifice like you know uprooting like your girlfriend or moving your wife or quitting your job and a lot of things like yeah it's not easy but listen to like the famous famous people those those stories of like ed sheeran living in his car and sublime with rome rome lived in his car and we can go on on and on with a lot of musicians who struggle and the same with comedians you move to la you go to the comedy store and you live in your car until you get gigs and that's how that's what makes you hungry that's right what makes you successful right you gotta put yourself in a situation where you it's do or die yeah you know yeah. and that's yeah totally man because you're not I mean, gonna die yeah you're yeah but, exactly but because you're not gonna die like you, you you if you want it you'll figure it out yeah or yeah. or you'll quit and just do something else but you're not gonna and die you realize it wasn't i just couldn't make it exactly and that's okay yeah like don't it's there's so many people who are gonna have that in life it's not you're not a failure because you couldn't you know if it didn't work if you couldn't give it what it needed it just required more than what you're willing to give right you know, to, you know go out and find something you're willing to do totally um, totally man but yeah yeah it's I, I think that that a lot of people don't realize or take advantage of the fact that some cities have like places to do shows like like, like local shows like ticketed events you know there's a lot of it's something that I realized about Jacksonville that was so kind of mind blowing once I started thinking about it. It's like, okay, so in South Florida, you have 
Culture Room and Revolution mm-hmm. in Fort Lauderdale, right? Mm-hmm. Culture Room is is good. Um, it's I've played there before. It's a cool club, mm-hmm. but it does. It's not really geared to putting on local shows. Mm-hmm. If you're a local mm-hmm. band, you can get on as an opener if you know somebody that's working there. Mm-hmm. And Revolution is kind of the same way, but mm-hmm. at a bi- on a bigger scale, it's mm-hmm. a much bigger cap room. So outside of that. Like Miami doesn't really have any tickets. No, There's Blackbird Ordinary, and that's places like very hard to get into. Mm-hmm. And then you have, and then West Palm has nothing. Yeah. And I was like, for a market, Funky Biscuit, Boca. Funky Biscuit's an amazing spot. Thank I love you. it there. Thank you, Al. We love Al, you. Al's an, uh, an awesome <laughs> dude. Um, I, I I used to play there all the time when I lived down there. It's it's a great venue. But you're right. It's but that's like that's but that's it for, for a market of between the Tri County area of over six million people you have three venues and none of them are really like over 500 cap yeah so that's insane yeah so it's like <laughs> it's crazy w- when we got when i got to jacksonville i was like okay well we have 1904 music hall we have jack rabbits we have you know uh, we have the florida theater then you have the amphitheater in st mm-hmm. augustine you have like all these places mm-hmm. even tampa and st pete doesn't really have that many spots where you can do ticketed shows mm-hmm. it's really important <laughs> to be able to to build that uh to be able to build Having levels to it, yeah, you know, fifty cap room, a hundred cap room, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you need to be able to have those numbers as a band so you can actually arm yourself with information about you know your your ability to draw on that market. Well, yeah, because how am I gonna how am I gonna get into Culture Room if I've never had the opportunity to sell twenty tickets exactly. or fifty tickets? Like, exactly, it's so you know you're not gonna give me the opening slot and that and uh, well. And nowadays, well, I won't say nowadays because it's kind. Of, I think it's going to change through some intel we've been getting. But in before COVID, tour packages dominate. You yeah. know, like you're not really getting, especially in Florida, because we're a panhandle and the whole country is. We're not like Chicago or Boston and these where you can hit all these cities around it. Right. You, if you're coming into Florida, that's a commitment to come into Florida, especially all the way down there. You know? Especially yeah. all the way down there, and so you see tour packages brought because like, I'm not, you know, you're not going to source locals. And so it makes it really hard for locals to get on. There's not as many opportunities. Now I will say, um, Nico and I were discussing that we had some Intel thinking, uh, I forget who, but a solid agent and friend of ours in the industry, someone we trust, I can't remember who, but good Intel was thinking that a lot of that's going to dissipate because think about COVID tour packages that's groups of people traveling together right you know like i mean that's kind of a no-no i mean a tour like the actual band itself well that's non-negotiable the band's the band but having three bands sharing a bus and or sharing care of it's like a lot of you might see less of those tour packages and more of like the evening withs you know say ghost notes coming to town and it's just ghost note and then they'll find a side hustle or someone to open right which could present a lot of great opportunities for bands like yourselves and the bands that i work with and the buyers like myself who are smaller like trying to get our artists those opportunities um we'll see as as we go to seeing what touring looks like post covid and july 4th and whatnot but yeah it's it's just a interesting thing you know jacksonville has so many of those good stepping you know, that's why i came here because the music scene is very strong here yeah but definitely believe it or not what people like to say you know it is or isn't and i think it is it's, it's got a great scene here man and, and beyond the the amount of what's ha- especially i mean right i've noticed so much growth in the last couple of years there's a lot of new um uh like online outlets coming out mm-hmm. about like you know mm-hmm. uh, you have like the, like radix magazine mm-hmm. you have like folio 2.0s doing their thing now yet mm-hmm. you have like void and all these other other companies are nfts we're gonna sell some nfts uh, bro 
Yeah, we start on NFTs, man. No, God I, damn it. We don't, we now don't, it's getting good. Just change the subject, but I did a lot of research on it. And I actually know what it, what it is now. Because I remember I was like, what the hell it's is... It's a non-fungible token. Yeah, that, that, uh, no, I was just wondering what the fuck fungible meant. Because I was like, that's not a word. And then I looked it up and everything like that. And I did a lot of research on it, but... But anyways, keep talking about what you're talking about, no, Jacksonville. Sorry. Like yeah, yeah, I'll put, I'll put <laughs> market. I, I got just couldn't resist. Production manager no. right here. So. But you're right. But th- there's so many there's so many outlets for, for artists to now get heard through. You know, it's uh, it's not just going into to the ether. You mm-hmm. know, we, like, we have publications that you can reach out and do PR and marketing stuff locally that can hopefully help you, you know, re- uh, grow out of your market at some point. But... It's just refreshing to see. Like, there's really a lot happening. There's just like a buzz in the air. Yeah. I was in Riverside like yesterday, walking mm-hmm. my dog. I just saw like all these people out at the park, and it was just oh, like, it's a kinked hose over here for sure. Like, because they're just waiting for everything to just start back up again. And yeah, you know, as soon as it happens, it's just gonna uh, like snowball into something out bigger. Uh, there's just so so much. I cr- think so, anyways. Yeah, and there's just a lot a lot of people that are trying to be creative. This year's like kind of really Man. put that in people's heads. Like, it's okay. Well, isn't, we, that, isn't, that, yes. isn't that way everywhere? I haven't been anywhere else. I don't know, but it's just. But the difference is, is that it's people have kind of shit on Florida as a whole, but in particularly Jacksonville. Why? Because it's just fun to make fun of Southern people. I don't know. <laughs> it's our fucking um, football team. I don't know what it is. But uh, but I think that that's going to change for city for, for these cities that were kind of on the cusp before. I think now we're going to see like a huge resurgence of these cities because L.A. and New York and the bigger cities are still not operating the way they should be. It's too expensive to live. Mm-hmm. You can't really work there right now. Mm-hmm. So people are try- are going other places. You yeah. Know? No, so. you're definitely seeing the South is is going to be. You know, you Careful know. how you're going to word that one. <laughs> the the south, south will rise again, <laughs> right? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> the South is becoming a more and more populated place because of just the freedoms that a lot of the so- Southern states allow most people to have. Yeah. Um, name most notably Texas and Florida are just and blowing up with people right now yeah. and, and and i mean that's going to be great for our create our arts and, and creative scene um i know i've heard of her i haven't met her personally yet but jessica jones is yeah oh, she, she was here she's, she's a good in the friend podcast of ours now. Nice. Ago, yeah. so she's it's really awesome. really funny because will montgomery he's a drummer for be easy and good friend of mine he he sat in for the gestures jam with her and and shane and and, and, and willis and some og cats and uh i was just asking as me being in the scene trying to understand who's this Jessica Jones chick, you know? Oh, she's from Denver, yada, yada, you know, great cat, like super good singer. I find out that she's in a band with super close ties with Honey Hounds Camp are like people we stay with in Denver, like some of our best friends. It's just so funny to see how the, the universe is so small and to see the influence of like, people coming back from the Denver scene to Jacksonville, yep. having that connection to Jacksonville. That's super cool. And I was just at Blue Jay the other night and just you know, get my mind blown by some of the musicians that we have in this town. Or how about and fucking Ulysses Owens doing the jam over at that place yeah. every Sunday at Wildcrafters, another really cool spot. Um, just there's a, a lot going on here right yeah. now. I'm really excited to see what's yeah. going to happen, man. No, I, think we're I, really I am too, up. man. I mean, we're working really hard to try and – Keep that fuel that fire. So yeah, for you sure, guys man. do a great job with that as well with yeah. this this podcast and all your bands and 
Appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah we're I mean, crushing you, it. You, hey, but what <laughs> about <laughs> J- uh, Jason Honeycutt? He's opening up the underbelly. Underbelly, yeah. yeah. Is that like you know? Oh, I wasn't it sure. It was so funny. Like he, I don't know what's after going all on the COVID, it. if they were still going to be able to pull yeah, that yeah. off. He worked his ass off, and uh, it was like uh, the same thing happened with you know like our album and everything like that, where it just got kind of put on like a slow pause. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, he's he's uh, we, they had like a soft opening for it like months and months ago. Months ago, ago yeah. No, was it a month ago? I didn't no, know it was that. months ago. I was I was there. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, they were just like just letting people see and just all that stuff, but uh, looks sick. Yeah, it looks dope. Um, and I can't it's wait, uh, man, the, man. What, like you were saying about all the different cap rooms and everything like that. That cap's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's like half. Uh, it's sorry, a perfect five hundred cap. He yeah, it's just a little bigger than nineteen oh four. He said they could maybe push it to six, depending. No, you that know? place is gonna be. The <laughs> I'm sure the production's gonna be beautiful. I, I yeah. can't. I cannot wait for that place to like really start yeah. getting fans and everything. We had there. some great shows. We had Honeyhounds at uh, doing the Black Keys after party because Black Keys are supposed to be at Daily's at Underbelly, and we had them. At underbelly with like I think Bonnie Blue or something. Oh, that must be forever. Was gonna, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just things we had on the books that I'm still like maybe it'll happen one day. <laughs> we we were supposed to do the revival this after party oh, with you guys nice. at a at a oh, yeah, Sarbes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was looking forward to that so much, Bro, man. Yeah. That was gonna be like. I don't want to talk about 2020 anymore. There's going to be so many great things like Taco and Tequila Fest. Taco yeah. May tequila Fest. Fest. Absolutely. The side hustle will be there. Yeah, <laughs> we will. That, that was going to be a fucking paycheck for sure. <laughs> that was going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, after party. Sarbez, <laughs> man. I, I want to get with the. I've been hitting them up. I can't get a response. So if Sarbez promoters are listening, he'll holler at me. <laughs> uh, um, I, talk, I, I don't know if, if Eric is still over there. Eric Callahan, who was running sound there. He was one who I got locked in that after party with because I don't know. It's just it's a very hard place to get into. So we we yeah, actually did we actually did uh I feel like that three times I think Two yeah it's just it's just it's hard to get in contact with them <laughs> yeah that, that, uh, it's, it's, it's not that it's like hard to get into probably very uh, well, yeah so. but it's, it's easier like, if you like you know live across the street like yeah our, just like go base, knock on the door like, our hey. bass player literally lived across the street like not, not yeah. just that but when he went to high school with the owner up in oh, New yeah, York perfect. randomly perfect. so it's like so <laughs> we actually did the so so we actually got the offer to do the Billy Strings after party at Dog Rose mm-hmm. which is not far from there but. It's, and it was it's amazing. I love Dog Rose. Mm-hmm. It's great. But it's also not as convenient as Planet Sarbez, which is like yeah. literally on your way out yeah. of the amphitheater. Yeah. So yeah, it's like a mile down the street. Sarbez has yeah. just like that. I agree with you, though. That niche hipster. Like, that's where you go after the amphitheater. Yeah. And people <laughs> kind of like are open to new music and stuff. It's kind of like, yeah. like it's like if you could just put Riverside, all of Riverside in like one building, that's yeah. basically Sarbez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. I like that. Um, yeah. All right, so um, how did so? I guess you got involved on the managing side of things because you were doing it with the bands that you were in. Yeah, I was. Well, I I, I was. Nico saw that I had a knack for putting things together. Okay, anyone, I'm talking about Nico Costas. So I'll give him yeah. a shout out. Our real time entertainment management. Those of y'all in the Jacksonville music scene, you probably know who he is. Um, he started. He was played drums inside Real, which was a very successful band for a while around here, and then just slowly grew that into his own company, which does event buying, talent buying for, I mean, a numer- a myriad of bars and restaurants now across the region and festivals and things like Taco and Tequila Fest and all that good stuff. So Nico saw that I had a knack for basically being kind of similar to him, like, you know, piecing things together and being a guy behind the scenes brought me on just like offering. He needed help. He was at the time living in Utah 
um, and saw his business here. He was running the music for Sundance Film Festival oh, and living in wow. Utah for like two years. But still had all this business here. Had Be Easy here. Had just signed Honey Hounds and had all these bars he was looking for. Oh and God. I was just catching up with him on the phone one day. And he's venting about, man, you know, this and that. I got so much this still back over there. And I was going through a crazy life transition at the time. And he just randomly, we paused for a second. I was like, dude, do you want a job? <laughs> and, and it became like, yeah, I would love to work for you. And it slowly, just little things helped me with this, helped me with this transition to like, Hey, I think it was the first week or two too. He said, I have this new band. I just signed. If you want, they're playing a show this weekend, go check them out and like take some notes, you know, let me know like what you think. And I saw honey hounds at 1904 open for P groove and immediately was just like bro these guys are great and they need my help yeah (laughs) (laughs) so what 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 about what what you saw made them made you feel like they needed your help they had merch and it wasn't out like it was just there so i could see it sitting like by the table but it wasn't like displayed and just like things that it's just like when you're a young younger band too and you there's only you know only the three guys that are in the band and you got to do all the things, and it's not as easy. It's not easy, it's no. It's not easy. Uh, we, fall, we fall short sometimes big on that, too. Big, packed shows. Maybe someone was running late. You didn't get there, you know. Yeah. It's like, or the sound check took too long. You know, I get it. But just things like that I saw, um, you know, just like, you know, little things on stage that I knew I could help them with, like being a tech and seeing like how we can clean up presents and and like you know handing guitars and stuff just i just knew like where i could take it at the time i I saw really the potential in them and i was like wow these guys are good you know like they have a really something unique really great catchy thing about them a look a vibe i like the image i like and so yeah there was just something but yeah it was it was a bandy sign i was looking for a project and i knew i could help get them to the next level and then that was just like all right there's your job just so, so is that your, you eventually ended up, um, being like going on the road with them and stuff as well, right? Yeah. It was one of those I started basically that I was tasked with like, okay, well, honey hounds will be yours then. And you're going to book for them cause they wanted like tour and like do it like a real band. Yeah. And that was what I, my specialty, I had just like Nico, we had toured across the country in our bands. I'm like, okay, I can get gigs. I know how to do this. And, and, and then it became, once I started getting the gigs, they were willing to pay me as well. Like, cause we have, we get a split for booking shows a booking commission. Um, it's like an agent, any, any agent. Totally. Does. And, 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 but then it came time to like, well, man, it would really be sick if we could have like the help, you know, and someone to run merch and someone to do this. And then well, naturally, well, I can, I can do all that. And, and it's, it just really naturally segued kind of like together. So you guys fell into being their tour manager. I just, yeah, I just knew, I just naturally took it on. Cause it was like, well, I booked the freaking, I know everything about the show. I booked it. You know, and I did, I did all that for my band. I drove, I rolled the joints. I did all that. Yeah. So it was like, you know, I, I got the check. I loaded out. I mean, even in my band, like I would load my drummer's drums most of the time. Cause he'd get so drunk or go off with some chick. And oh, it's like, I was like the roadie for my own band. Like I would set up the PA. I ran sound. So I know every facet of the business in that sense from a small band, you know, club perspective. And so, yeah, naturally, it was just like, you guys need this. I wanted to go on the road. I love it. Yeah. I truly just I, love I, I, it. I love being on the road, man. I'm booking you shows. The first thing I did with them was on the road was Nico paid me to go out and, and work with them. at. They had a huge opportunity. They played July 4th in Provo, Utah. I, I saw BYU's that. football stadium yeah. for 50,000 people. 
Hey everyone, just wanted to take a second to talk to you about one of our favorite music venues, Blue Jay Listening Room. Blue Jay is a space for true music lovers where every ticket is a backstage pass. Silence your cell phones, enjoy a nice glass of wine or craft beer, and be part of an intimate experience unlike anywhere else in Jacksonville. Hear national and local artists sing their original songs and share the stories behind them in a space carefully curated for the premiere show-going experience. I personally have seen some of my favorite shows here, as well as having played with some of my heroes. Not only is Blue Jay a wonderfully unique experience, it has become a staple in the Florida music scene. Mention Bottom of the Bill on your next visit and receive 10% off your tab. Blue Jay is located at 2457 3rd Street South, Jacksonville Beach, and be sure to check out www.bluejayjacks.com for news, ticketing, and events. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, what's his name? Goddamn, I forgot already. Travis, right? It Who? was in Tyler. Tyler, sorry. Yeah. I knew it was close. Yeah. So, uh, Tyler <laughs> was talking about that plane yeah. anyway. Yeah. It was, and it was like the first thing I got to do with them. Nico no was shit. like, I basically go to the P Groove show. I'm like, dude, these guys are great. We should, I definitely need to work with them. He's like, all right, cool. They have this really opportunity, huge opportunity in two weeks. You, I'll pay you to go out there and and just make sure it goes well. <laughs> like, and so I show up. My first literal gig on the road with them is probably the biggest gig we'll ever play in our life. Like, wow. I don't know if we're ever going to hit a sold-out football stadium. Again. Yeah, people, yeah. man, that's it wild. mind-boggling. And the craziest part is they're all Mormons, man. Yep. Like, it's yep. Provo, Utah. Not just Utah, like Salt Lake City. Well, Provo bring, bring young, is, man. yes, it's BYU. <laughs> that's what it is. And and if y'all know Honeyhounds, we are not the most like PC. We're yeah. very he has a bit, bit of an edge. We party. Yeah. We we <laughs> we're just the music itself is sexual and loud yeah. and funky, and it's not. <laughs> and so it was really funny to just see. And they got four minutes on the stage because it was a part of. They were two one of two finalists in this like in, like international competition of like submissions. And it was them and this one other kids band. He was some definitely some L.A. like studio kind of kid who was and he had his band and they got it was a basically a head to head battle in front of the 50,000 people and an applause meter dedicated who won. Now, I know that an applause meter is not dedicating who wins. They already know who's going to win. Yeah. In this situation. Yeah. But um, and, and it's, fun, it's fun sport, though. Yeah, yeah. We were just happy to have the opportunity and be there. And it's it still like it paid them. It was like I think they got a grand or fifteen hundred. And we we're like, wow, it's like. I was like, mind blown. Wow. Like, for four minutes? For this? Jesus like, Christ. This is the best hourly rate in crowd ratio we're ever <laughs> yeah, going to have. Yeah, totally. So, but that was like my first experience. So it kind of like was like the hook in the, my cheek was like, well, shit, you've got me on the hook now. Cause so, <laughs> so you guys didn't do like a tour out there. You just went out that for was the literally was literally a fly day. The fly right day. Okay. Because it was just for the exposure and the publicity. And I mean, I will not lie to you. We have used that in a lot of pitches since. You of know, course, yeah. All the footage and things and content we got from it. And just like, I mean, they did open for One Republic. That's it amazing. It was them, the other man, and then thank y'all so much, One Republic. Right. <laughs> and so it was it was well worth it. Still, like, the, even what they got paid probably paid for all their flights and stuff. You really didn't come out of pocket very much. I mean, it's, it's then times like that, I always urge bands, this is why you have to be a business and always have funds in your account. 
you know, somewhere to to take opportunities like that. You can't pass on something because you didn't have the money to do it. I right. Mean, if you really, if it's worth, like, there's PR and, 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 and media and content is worth so much nowadays. So I'm curious because this isn't even a question mm-hmm. I had prepared, but you just mentioned it. So uh, we, we're, we're in the process of, we're going to be releasing our record in about, um, you know, hopefully next couple months. That's what the, that's what the tra- trajectory is. Do you recommend a PR campaign? Yeah, one hundred percent. Really? What happened after watching? I had never worked with a third party marketing agency before. Um, I had always done like typical album campaigns. Just we make a lot of posts and push it and play a lot of shows and um, put out ads, Facebook ads and targeted ads. But I had never worked with like a serious agency. Um, Soundwave Consulting, shout out to Soundwave, Soundwave. Consulting. Just write that down. Um, <laughs> they are, yeah, yeah. Please do because they're they're good friends of ours and they took really good care of us and treated us very we well. We reached out to somebody and they wanted an insane amount of money and they I'm just like, well, yeah, and they deserve they it. For want it. You should get paid for what you do, but at the same time, I'm just like. Well, how much did they want for how much were you was spending? It, was it like 20000 20, or something? That's close to that. The, see, no, it's all going to be relative to the about? spend. The we one, did. The one that we talked to up in New York. No, they didn't. No, no, no. So they didn't want an insane amount of money. We, we, I just didn't. For like the for like the platinum package or whatever, it was like ridiculous. It was like ten grand. No, it was more than. It was something close to forty. Oh, I'll tell you right now. I mean, you want something that's going to be real. They're going to get paid. Yeah, they're going to get paid. Yeah, but it's got to be relative to the spend. That's it's what I'm like, trying to say. What are what are you spending on the material? If you're spending ten thousand dollars and they're asking for ten thousand dollars, well, that's ridiculous. You know, I can't. You're asking for the same amount we're going to adver- use, you know, I doubt that. I, I mean, I'm not <laughs> they could be worth it, but I doubt anyone's worth that. W- what I would realistically think, I mean, Nico might laugh at me for me talking out of my ass on some of these. But um, I just think it's got to always be like, you know, comparative. I mean, I won't say the exact figures because just to keep like Honeyhound's business private that yeah, we yeah. spent with, with Soundwave, but I'll give like the same ratio. So in this in this figure I'm about to give, it's the same ratio. Like if we would have spent $10,000, they would have charged us like two or three was their fee, you know? Okay. So it's like reasonable. I mean, we're going to spend 10, we're going to give you 10 grand and you're going to charge us. So it's going to be like 12 or 13 altogether, but you're going to spend our 10. And, and, and I mean, you just got to work with people you trust and are reputable, you know? And I mean, that's the hard part. Yeah. Meet them in person. We were literally fortunate enough, very fortunate enough to, we were talking to this company already. They're based out of Charlottesville, Virginia. We got some, I think we, we learned of them through our friends, Nico and I are good friends with the band pacifier. Okay. And and some people, um, in that camp and they're, they're very big in the, in the white boy reggae. Yeah. I saw, I've seen them several times. Um, and Soundwave is also very big in like promoting a lot of those bands as well. So we had heard a lot of great things from them and they've done bigger than just the white boy reggae scene. They've done like Rick Ross and lots of other big things. So we knew like, okay, you have a good reputation for doing this. Ironic. We had been in talks with them cause we had received some good info from our friends past by these are good guys. We'll take good care of you. Okay. You know? And so we contact them. We're in talks with them. Ironically enough, we ended up getting honey hounds on a, uh, an event with, um, it's a sly guitarist name. Um, I'm forgetting his name. No, another, another, uh, Oh, Robert Randolph. Yes. Yes. We, we ended up playing with Robert Randolph for, there's a festival in Charlottesville called the Festi and they had like a little pre-party thing. Oh, I'm tied in with the sugar shack sessions. Good friends of mine from Southwest Florida. And they were doing, uh, uh, you know, they, they're like a media company that shoots. Oh, I know. Yeah. Nice. Um, so they were shooting 
they got Honey Hounds plugged into it through this festival, and it was just uh, stars aligning. Oh, we're going to Charlottesville, Virginia. We should see if the Soundwave guys can meet with us. Not only do they meet with us, they bought us all lunch. Me, Nico, the whole band. Nico came, you know. And this is the time where, you know, it does help to have management and people who are yeah representation um and not only representation but representation that will go the extra mile and come out of their pocket to get in the bus or fly up there and be there to do things that are like not necessarily revenue generating things like it's a meeting it's not going to generate us money well not not immediately but the long term you know absolutely well not even nico or myself truly i mean we're really you know yeah but but really it's honey hounds will generate in the long term but it's about yeah our job is to make you bigger and better and this is something that's big so and the point of this was soundwave was just from like buying us lunch and meeting them showing their office they're like real people now you're like oh i know you yeah. you know i've shook I've, I, I you're my you're my, you're a friend of mine yeah and and that was super cool and we have just immediately trusted them and so what did they so without you don't have to get into too many details if you want but I don't, the guys won't mind no what uh what do you feel like they brought to the table? Man, just such an in-depth knowledge of how to place those ads. Advertising on social media is so much more than we know. Oh, yeah. You know, and they just know how to do it and how to spend. And they know when it's working and when it's not. And they actually saved money. They would stop spending when it when it would stop kind of performing. They would stop. Yeah. And they would call us and basically be like, hey, like this, we stopped pushing those ads because they stopped performing. So right. you have another $1,000. Like they... They could have easily just spent that money and just, yeah. uh, you know, but they, they, they care about, and it, we did not spend a lot guys. I'll say the campaign was under $15,000 altogether. And that's like, it could be five. It could be 12. You never know. Yeah. But I'm just ballparking. We're not huge. This was not a big thing. And they, they took it upon themselves to treat us. I felt like we were a big artist to them. They treated us very well. And that's a huge thing because to them, it's about keeping that return business too. They want you to come back for every release you're going to do, which is why wouldn't you, if we have a good relationship, I will. And we plan on it. We plan on using them again and again. I plan on using them with another band that I'm working with now, Dustin Monk and the hustle. I plan on using them with anybody who, who, you know, and, and and I'll recommend them to anybody. It's not about like me trying to keep this industry knowledge for myself. No, go use Soundwave consulting. They are amazing people and they deserve the work. Oh yeah. So you guys are, are with Dustin Monk now. We picked up those guys. Um, yeah, after the whole pen week, I kind of came back to Florida and reassessed our situation here. We wanted to, we realized that, you know, if we don't continue to expand, um, you can be stagnant, you know, or something. Nico had a better word for it, but we wanted to just kind of keep growing. And I, um, yeah, we just saw an opportunity with Dustin Mudd. They're great people and a great band, and they were you know fitting a a niche market that we've been missing on we get approached for by a lot of pri and avl and all these buyers and sororities and things from the region and they're all looking for like a a lot a lot of times a more countryish sound a little bit more of that like chris southern soul and all that southern soul and that's exactly what they pitch themselves as and so i just saw it as just being a, a great fit for what we didn't really have on roster and i really enjoyed the group they're not looking to like tour crazy amounts they're all have you know most of them have kids and like jobs and stuff and that was something like when it comes to a lot of the other real bands serious bands like y'all selves and and others that i i would yeah i I want it's like a lot more work when we're doing it for real yeah and stress on me it really like honey hounds 
it hurt, it broke me a lot of times because I just get so stressed out because it's on, especially when I'm not in the group. It's easy for me to be like, look at my bandmates and be like, you know what, go yourself i worked hard on this but when i'm working for them it's like it's a whole nother stress when if the show doesn't go well or things don't go up to par and and they're out in colorado or wherever so this is kind of <laughs> an interesting scenario that i run into sometimes also being like the band member yeah but also being like in your position where it's like you know, like while I'm on stage, I'm also gauging how many people are in the room right now. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about what the numbers are going to be at the end of the night. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about like, you know, there's all the marketing and, and, and stuff that goes into promoting shows. Uh, there's the booking aspect, obviously, and all these things where it's like, you know, it it, it is like, I mean, like there, there's like the band leader di dynamic as mm -hmm. well. But there's also this kind of thing where you feel like you're like you're being held accountable uh, by everyone else in the band mm -hmm. uh, so it's like mm -hmm. so it's almost like well you, even though i might be the band leader it, it is also that i'm working for you guys so it's a, it becomes just there's a weird dynamic it's you don't, a very weird dynamic you know it's tough because it's got to be done obviously yeah You've totally do it and i like doing it i don't i don't hate the job it's yeah. just it, it's part of it but it's just it, it does sometimes you're like okay so what role am I playing right this second? <laughs> yeah. You know, and sometimes yeah. you're just like, well, right now, you're actually just supposed to be the guy on stage. Yeah, am I Anton, the, yeah. the guitarist right now? Yeah, because it's like, you right. got to stop thinking about the numbers because yeah. that's why you're fucking up. Yeah. You got to stop thinking about, you is know, how much... Happens? <laughs> we gotta, is that seriously what happens? That does happen sometimes, Because you're always yeah. on in rehearsal. That makes so much sense. Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> you should have heard me last night. Yeah, it was really bad. And somehow I crushed it. I had three hours of sleep last night. Um, or two nights ago, I guess. Uh, but also, uh, or, you know, like, you, you, you have to stop worrying about the merch table. Like, you can't, yeah. like, you know, which is why... I will know. say, you know, just it makes... It, it's so much to have an outside person with you. And even if it's just that merch person. Yeah. Or, you know, just that extra hand as a roadie or something. I, I mean, I'll, I'll say that I wish if I could go back and do my band all over again, that I'd find a manager, you know, because... Or a booking agent or someone else, a third-party person, because when you're in the band, it's so tough. Now, not saying it can't work. A lot of people do make it work really well. But I, I think most bands, we, and we end up, you get at each other's throats after a while if there's, like, money involved and things. And someone's oh, yeah. in charge and the rest of you aren't and that kind of stuff. So it's hard to manage. A lot of people do manage it well. I wish I would have known when I was in my band. I would have been like, I'm just going to get a manager booking agent because then you won't be mad at me. It's like I like to think about it uh, as, like, Herb Brooks, the famous hockey coach from the Miracle Hockey Team. You'd think, well – you have two hockey. Uh, you have two hockey teams basically combined, Boston and Minnesota, and they all hate each other. So he made them just hate him. Like if they all hate me, then they'll get along. Right. That's, <laughs> so I've th I've thought about that too. I'm just like, yeah, but I also have to play with him on stage, so I can't be the one oh, that yeah. everybody exactly. hates. You can't exactly. You know? So you need that third party person. Yeah. It's like you know what? Screw Ted, bro. Like Anton, we need to talk about getting a different manager because at least you're just mad at the manager. But on stage, it's like, hey, I love you, dog. You yeah, know, good exactly. show tonight. Exactly. Nah, Ted's all right, man. I was just being lame earlier. Exactly. <laughs> but like, exactly. I, I want, if you were gonna tell a band like, hey, like now it's time for you to get a manager. Because obviously, like everyone out question. of the gate, so it's gonna be like you know, like uh, uh, like yeah, I'm, we need a manager from like day one. We're playing Mellow Mushroom, like, <laughs> <laughs> twice. We're playing twice a month in Mellow Mushroom. So like, I don't want to. It's like so. <laughs> it's so dependent upon what your goals are. Yeah, you right. Know? If your goals are to just be like a successful like bar kind of band, you know, not or original or cover, you know, whatever, but just playing like bars and venues and growing, but not like 
I'm not trying to like make my music famous, you know? Right. But if you're trying to, then, then I would say like, I would say probably not as soon as the real band. I would like, say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I would say not at all in those situations. Yeah, so I was kind of teasing about well, the whole Mellow Mushroom well, thing, honestly. This is where I make my buck, is yeah. because it could be I can make you more money. You know, right? So if you're so, so so, but you're but you guys are also like 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 your your big cash cows are gonna be your wedding bands and your corporate bands. That's what I was gonna say. Not just those, but well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> sororities, fraternities, private events, birthdays. Like, yeah, so, I mean, we're even now like all you know, honeyhounds are getting several private events that are getting up there like more than most sometimes they've ever made to where you're just like holy cow like this is a birthday party right there are rich people out there who yeah like music and so that, that's those what, kinds of situations is where an agent or a managed representation 100%. will make you way more money because if you don't have that if they're just talking to the bass player in the band not saying you're not qualified and you're not a great you know but sometimes they just don't take it as seriously and it's so silly it's sometimes just like fake it till you make it but it really is like as soon as it says like management it's like these just little psyche things oh, yeah. that give that person like oh wow they're like a real band i send yeah. out all my emails saying hi my name is anton the i represent a band called side hustle absolutely out of I used to do the same exact thing Fucking yeah. on that shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, absolutely what's, your, what's man. your send out best regards what is it at, at the end of it it's something weird anton the ours is cheers no, no. hang on i'm, no. Gonna, I'm gonna look it just says best regards and then uh, my name and then fuck like says best that. regards that's like okay i'm fucking i'm a fucking boomer bro whatever yeah. <laughs> we are this, um, we're the same i'm two months older than you. I know. Um, same fucking age man. that's a great um, question though uh, that is a really I, good I, question I, I like obviously okay so for the cover bands and everything like that I, like for like, having representation playing the big things but that's really what i wanted to ask for like people who are doing the original thing immediately just right immediately, so, I would think immediately okay, because so, it can just they have so much more knowledge. Yeah. Okay. So but I'm gonna I'm gonna push back a little bit on this one okay. though because yeah, yeah, go ahead. because you're because because you 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 have the, the management company and, and, he's, and, and he's selling yeah not just that though but let's come be, be my client but, but, but let's be let's be real though a band comes out to you comes up to you day one and say like, hey we just formed a band we need a manager you guys in. Well, okay, so, okay, uh, yeah, I guess it's like, saying? do you have, you know, like, what's the starting point? Like, I mean, if you have, yeah, like, I guess, okay, so that's, that's a very good point. Um, not like, I want to be in a band, I'm a higher manager. Like, I have a bunch of music, I've created a band. Right. I'm just, not, you're getting to, you're about to take it public. Right. When you're thinking of, like, I have this music, because anyone who's, like, thinking about playing shows, well, you've got to have some music somewhere. You're not just like sitting in your room like I'm gonna play shows this weekend. Like you have no music. You have you have to have a product, right? So I would say once people have like if you have music and you want it to get out there before releasing it, you know, like I mean, look at it's gonna be tough. You also have to have money. You have to have a budget. You have to have it's a business. At the end of the day, if you're gonna get into music, let's just there's music the art form and there's music the business. Yeah. If you want music the art form, that's great. You can have that in your bedroom. Right. What do you What do you need a show or a bar or pay or any of that? But if you that's music, the business and people like to think that they can be the same. They're not like because I mean, art. We can all just be a part of art right here. But that's not you know music, the business. I would say once you have a product and you're ready to go public with it, 
if you have the means to have some kind of money, sometimes manager, you never know. Like you, it could be someone in your circle who's just willing to be that person for you. I mean, look at some famous. That's the answer I was looking for. Yeah. Who've been, who have just like, you need a manager. I'm going to be your manager. Yeah. So and then they just went after it. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and, and it's just about having that other person on your team to do that stuff for you. Cause as the artist, if you're truly trying to be an original artist and write and create music, you don't have the time. It's super hard to dedicate both sides of your brain like that. Yeah, you know? I mean, I I think that there. I, I think that. I'm saying you can. No, yeah, there. It's definitely difficult. It definitely is. But I think that if you want it bad enough, you, oh, you make it sure. work. Absolutely. You know? And it also helps in our band where we have you know three dominant writers. You mm -hmm. know, like mm -hmm. I write, Billy writes, Sean writes a lot of our songs as well. And Aaron is a great He's a great guy. No, no, no. no. <laughs> he's no. a great guy when Aaron's we love him. Aaron, he's, he's, he, but he's, he's, he, he's a drummer. Yeah, he was, he was, he was. I want to see him play xylophone. <laughs> Bro, he's great. Oh, yeah. yeah I want to see yeah. him play xylophone. Is it, oh, that's he, what it's he called? Play, he plays all of it. It's a giant thing. It's Marumba, he's, he'll, he'll correct Or vibes. Vibraphone. Vibraphone. That's cool. You can correct me, Vibraphone is his main deal, Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. Damn. But, uh, okay, so. You guys. No. Damn it, I fucked up again. How am I supposed to get gigs when you keep misnaming the rich? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, it's true, actually. Um, no, but, 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 uh, Aaron's, Aaron's great with helping us arrange these tunes and, and also like adding his ideas to them. But, oh, yeah. but we have three dominant writers. So mm -hmm. it kind of takes a lot of pressure off me where it's like, you know, for I, sure. I can write like two or three songs a year for the band, mm -hmm. but also not enough to worry because Billy's writing tunes and Sean will write tunes and that we, you know, we can have in one year, we can have a record. You well, know? That's sick. And that's yeah, important. That's amazing. I never, I'm not like a songwriter in that, in, in that aspect. I was always just like, I play bass. Now I play guitar, but I'd play and I just like I was just I'm just a, I'm here for because I love music and it was just a fun way for me to make a living and that makes it so much easier so to much do all easier. the other shit I'm so you know? not connected to like it I have some friends of mine who are some of my favorite musicians and like guys I grew up with playing in scenes but they're so like I can't play, I can't I can't do music anymore man it's just like it crushes my soul and I'm like that's because you just like are so invested in your music yeah and I'm so blessed it's like a blessing and a curse because I'm not a songwriter and I don't have that affinity to music like that like I'm I'm just like I'm just I feel blessed to just I love music you yeah. know and so it's really cool that I've been able to separate that and you're right that's a great distinction to make someone who's truly so like a solo artist like a pop artist or someone who's like you know I'm trying to you know, I'm going to be a rapper. I'm going to be a solo artist or a pop star. Like, well, you are the music, you know, it's going to be hard for you to do both. It's best to try and break that up. Like you said, that's a good way when you have assistants and other good bandmates who can help carry the load. Um, it, it makes a world of difference. Yeah. Big sure. time. It's super, yeah. it's super. We've talked about this on the, on the show quite a bit. It's very, very important. Uh, if you, if you don't have, um, management in particular, um, to delegate responsibilities amongst the band yeah know? so it's like you know if you're on the road yeah. right like, like like if if i if i book the entire tour mm -hmm. and i'm like and i'm acting as a tour manager as well while we're out there mm -hmm. then that means if we get to the gig like we can ha i can have somebody else set the merch table up and mm -hmm. worry about that mm -hmm. you know we can it's it's just like the things have to be delegated otherwise oh, for you're sure. one person that's trying to like write everything 
and book everything and do the research on how to release records and all mm-hmm. the shit that you have to worry about. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it, you will crash and burn. Yeah, no, it has to be a team effort because at, at a certain point you'll start to get very salty and, and angry at the others for yeah. not pulling their weight because I'm doing, and that's how I started to get my other band was like, dude, I'm doing everything over here. Totally. <laughs> Con- content creation is another big one too, man. Yep. Billy and I have done a pretty good job of dividing that up amongst yeah. So it's like, I'll, I'll grab the content mm-hmm. and then he edits it down for us. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, then I, I, I run the social medias. So it's like, just being able to have that kind of a partnership, though, mm-hmm. is super, super Don't say important. Partnership. That's what it is. It's a partnership. Ugh. Marriage. We're we're hetero life mates, bro. Whether <laughs> you want to believe it we're or not. We're the same gender. We're homo life mates. We're homo life mates. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just saying that's what it is. Yeah. Correction. Okay. These are right. That's right. um, so awesome. No, it's, it's not as awesome as you think. It's fucking. Uh, I'm a fucking awesome partner. You excited about bro. going on tour again? Sleep in the same bed? It's been a while. Yeah, Billy and I sleep in the same bed in the hotel in the hotel room. Dude, I miss sleeping in beds with my homies, man. <laughs> <laughs> That will be Tor that's is the, the best. Yeah. That's the clip right there for this week. <laughs> Tor is the best. Yeah, I know. I I, uh, I I I definitely miss it more than anything. It just uh, fucking just playing poker at fucking night and everything like that. So funny. Everybody thinks that we're like fucking big old fucking party rock stars. We just go back to the hotel and play poker. And that, just, that, yeah, that's that's, that's some rock and roll shit though. Yeah, I actually always end up. Uh, Broker somehow <laughs> after a run than than before because I lose all of my yeah, money he's playing not, poker. He's not I'm not good. a bad poker player. I he's just take bad. a lot of unnecessary risks. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> That's yeah, so funny. He's, he's so bad. That's so I'm not funny. bad. I'm fucking good, bro. I beat you all the time. I just take a lot of crazy risks. Um, all right, so I have a question. Do you ever feel like, how many how many uh, tour managing stints have you done with like between Honeyhounds and other bands that you've worked like, with? Probably like six, seven. Okay, Eight, something like that. Do you ever feel well, I like full like those would be national long yeah. runs. I've done so many like weekends and one offs and oh, all sorts yeah. of stuff, even with the fly dates and random things. Yeah, I guess I'd probably have to give myself credit for more, maybe like ten national or international adventures. So, do you ever feel like at a point where you're just a glorified babysitter? Oh, 100%. 100%. I used to have a joke. I mean, I, for a while, I had a picture of Nick and Tyler from Honeyhounds on my watch right here as my face, as the face. Really? So I would look at it, and it would just be them, like, smiling. And, and I would always just pull people in close to me. Because, like, any, I'd, I'd always do it on tour because people would be, like, stand next to me on tour. Everyone can tell them with the band. You're the band manager? Awesome. That would be at the merch table. You know, kids. and I just – that's literally it. That is the joke. I'm like, Yeah. You know, people got pictures of their of their kids, and their wallets. Like these are my kids. <laughs> <And> like <laughs> everyone just loves it. Pull, you know, pull out a fucking <laughs> they're like because yeah. Album, I know? mean, I that's truly. Hilarious. You're just you, that's the job is to just take care of them and be the the mom and, and and just yeah, they're my boys. <laughs> you know, and uh, literally, how? I even with be easy, man. It's the same. Like be easy. I'm getting to that point now. More so with I've been working a lot more with them recently, and 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 it's like. You just any you tailor to the artist too. Um, yeah, that's one of my questions. You just yeah, you just really like busy or different guys, and it took me a little bit of an adjustment starting to work with them, um, getting used to how they want to be handled. <laughs> <laughs> Honeyhounds are a little more receptive with like being told what to do, and the busy guys are a little more like you know they'll start talking shit to me, yeah, in, in a playful way, really joking way, and yeah. so I've learned to just like how to maneuver my way and what I can and cannot get out of them, and so yeah. so I'm curious as to 
how your job description can change depending on the artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was the other one? Uh, what can the artist or the, 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 the company that you're working mm-hmm. for do to make your job, to make you do your job more efficiently? Hmm. Just, you know, explain literally what I'm coming into the picture to do. Like with, with Honey Hounds, if I'm working a gig or a weekend with them on the road, I am everything. I'm driving. Like, so we'll start with how, to, how are we leaving our, our rehearsal or storage space and rehearsal space. Loading out, I've got a checklist of all the equipment basically in my mind and phone. Like, okay, we've got this. I'll run over the whole trailer and everything. Okay, I've got the, this, 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 da, 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 you know, got it all. Then it becomes I'm driving. You know, I'm basically advancing with them a few days prior to I'm letting them know all the info. It's all in a calendar. They can all see it ahead of time. But I'm sending at, at that week, that Monday, they're getting an advance sheet for each day. Itineraries like, yeah, and stuff. here's what we're, you know, going, what we're doing. It can be more lax if I need it to be. Like, because if I'm there, it's like, <laughs> then you just ask me, you know, you don't always need. When I'm not there, they definitely are getting the papers and the things. I don't give I don't give them the answer to those questions. <laughs> so what time are we loading in? So check the itinerary. When we're there. I spent fucking time making this shit up bro. that's awesome i sent you guys a, a week important. in advance don't ask me what time the gig absolutely. is absolutely <laughs> it's important man and as you get into more detailed gigs it makes the world a difference because you know the more the higher the dollar the more the higher you know the uh the threshold is for like you got to be right it's got to you can't you can't be 20 minutes late and yeah you get paid four grand travel right? time <laughs> making sure that that, that that you that you not only like factor in so well it's gonna take us five hours to get to this location Everything. so that means gas. we have to yeah gas yeah. you got factor in the smoke the stopping breaks, time smoke breaks bathroom yeah. breaks aaron pisses like every two hours oh yeah so it's oh, yeah. like same with the honey on's drummer dude really what's, what's a dr- the fucking drummers the, bro the legs it's, yeah, going it's, that's what they always are fighting the piss yeah. so when they don't <laughs> play drums they're now the piss is like, oh, shit. I got yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're probably sitting still. Yeah, that's got to be what it is. <laughs> that's uh, funny. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. But, um, yeah, all that shit, man. And then, like, you know, just uh, – I also try to make sure that we know – we have the details for, for every gig So where it's like, you know, do we get drink tickets? Are we getting tabs? Absolutely. You know, wh- wh- what hotel are we staying at and the mm-hmm. address of the hotel? Mm-hmm. What time check-in and check-out's at? All that shit on an itinerary. It sounds and like just, you do a good job. Just you know, that's that's what you need. But that's why I hate when I get asked a question. Yeah. Like, what time? Ta- so what? What time are we leaving uh, tomorrow? Oh, uh, trust what, what time? Me, bro. I'm just like, bro. Just don't ask me. Just yeah. check the itinerary. Yeah, it's the same. I mean, I, I I've gotten more used to it. And I'll, sometimes I'm probably not in the mood. And I'm just like, look at the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But but yeah. I mean, and and so it's it can change. You know, you have to tailor it to the artists what they're looking for. And and you know i've been on situations with be easy a lot of times where i'm more there as just assistance what do you need yeah you know honey hounds like i've been in, like most of the time like i'm literally tuning nick's guitar and handing it to him as he goes on stage so like a full-on from the moment we show up to the moment we leave you are being taken care of every step of the way with be easy it's all and so other bands i've worked with too it's a lot more just like you know, I'm here to facilitate yeah. whatever is needed on like, what do you need? What do you need help with? Right. You know? So, 
Um, we're really more with, of a tech or a stagehand for them. Yeah, yeah. I'm they're not selling merch either, right? Yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah. Would be easy. Um, with Honey Hounds, I'd be handling all the merch. Generally, we tour with the X32. I'd be running the sound if we're required to run sound. Fuck, man. Um, yeah. So you do a lot more than what a tour manager typically One, does. No, I am a front of house engineer, merch guy, Jesus. driver, tour, tour tour manager, booking agent accountant like all of it i better be getting paid the big fucking bucks bro or at least or at least at least a guarantee at some point that you're getting paid i get you know what i I was just making a joke you don't have to say no no it's a lot of work man and people need to understand how much work goes into that even the bands i work with you motherfuckers (laughs) 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 no but they take good care of me you know me and nico we make money off our split the booking of the show and if i book the shows it's like okay i'm making money there and then they I get a guarantee for every day I'm on the road because oh, I'm okay, out there. Good. I'm out there work, so it's like I'm making. I mean, there are times I make more than them, uh, you know. And there, there have been runs where it's like I made more than any of the guys, and it's. I'm sorry, like I did the most. I well, did way more than any. Of them. Well, but but yeah. also, but but also, it's like, it's like, it, you know. It'd be it's one thing coming home home with more than what the band makes. It's different when you say coming home with more than what they make individually yeah because in in, absolutely. in, in a you know I, I don't know where you guys are at in, in that point but uh it, it takes unless you're like really packing out clubs like wherever you wherever you play and mm-hmm. selling like you know high like high dollar tickets uh the individually you really shouldn't be making any money really at at, at you know at the point where you're just doing like weekend runs and mm-hmm. little t- it's like so yeah, I mean, it, but but you should be because your investment is not necessarily yeah, in, the in the band music or the brand. It's, it's I, I you're the tour manager. You're getting paid for your time. I'm your I contractor. get paid for work. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and that and that's that's what it is. That's and what we did with Lucky. Is uh, uh, our manager got <coughs> paid, but we never made a cent for any show. Yeah, like we didn't. We I'll put, tell you, they make money all, too. They're yeah. making money. We're all making money, and sometimes it's just you know. Uh, yeah, it's it was it was hard sometimes for certain people to probably understand that's probably even gonna be hard for some people to listen like what makes it more than the guys he manages well, that's fucking retarded but it's not though, you gotta I mean. understand yeah it's i mean i don't own the music i don't own because if all this goes well they're gonna be making way more off of it's it's an it's investment, investment. Your business that oh, they no, own yeah, the sure. business yeah you know and and that was one thing we had to we had to get them to understand too and they did they're very receptive and in, in, and they trust nico and i and, and have been great guys to understand like yeah you're right it's like we're investing in ourselves and and i mean you're hiring someone to do a job at the end of the day it's like at the end of the day you agreed to the rate before we started the run it's not like it changed throughout the run right you're just now at the end of the day and some of those decisions get reflected on how the band spent their money throughout the run on how much they netted because i was getting paid the same amount from start to finish we always knew what i was going to make it what you came home with is different only because maybe you got Oh, extra hotel room that night or you know what i'm saying yeah, like certain yeah. decisions oh we we went out we spent so we band bought lunch that day things like that so so it's not always yeah it, it's it's the band is a business people always need to understand that like when crews or tech get paid well it's for a reason man because they don't own any of this they're here to do a job and if you want the job done well you want them happy and taken care of and feeling good and i'll tell you when i work with the hip abduction out of st petersburg um, I work merchandise for them and I'm a cog in a machine. I'm a wheel in a machine. Like I'm just merchandise. We have a front of house. We have a lighting designer. We have yeah. a, a stage tech. We have then six members in the band and then me, there's 10 of, it's just a machine. And it's so cool to be a part of that. 
um, in, in understanding like, yeah, you, you know, you have to, I don't know where I'm going with this, but, but it was, it was more like you, you're understanding that in, in this machine, you can, you, you can, you can do too many roles and like being, being when you're trying to do too many of those roles, it really stresses you out. When you get to really refine one of them, it's so nice. And getting to like go from honey hounds to working with the hip abduction was like, holy cow this is like all i have to worry about is the merch table right now yeah and like do this and and it's really nice but but knowing that honey hounds has been really receptive and understanding and growing with us through all that um it's worth it guys like if you it, oh that's where i was going with this hip abductions guys get taken care of well you know and they have guys who are running in front of house who are definitely i mean there were there were times to where i might have made in merchandise a good amount of money are they typically know? just out of curiosity mm-hmm. are they typically like paying like a percentage off merch or are they giving you a flat rate so with me with merch it's a flat rate um per day and then percentage so you're getting a little bit of both you're oh wow because like, those it's guys a must be show, fucking banking bro if they can do that i mean you know we're doing 400 tickets three four hundred okay. tickets you yeah, know <laughs> we're doing well <laughs> you know yeah. you're, you're there you're paying yeah, I mean, they're making thousands a show, you know, because they've been doing this for a long time. Totally. These guys have been doing it for a while. We were playing anywhere from three, 400-person shows, 200-person shows. So, I mean, those are ticket sales, you know. And, and they it's, again, that band understands this is a business. And, and you what, are you going to not have a good merch? Like, because their merchandise alone probably makes them a good amount of money over the course I, of a year. Are you talking about the Hip Abduction or Honey Hounds right now? The, sorry, the Hip, hip Abduction. Okay, sure. Sorry. Honey Hounds as well, though. That's I where mean. they make all their money, though. I mean... That's how any band makes money, really. Yeah. Merchandise and ticket sales is how you're going to make all your money. We talked to... Or NFTs. Everybody knows NFTs. We can get to that. So we talked to... We had Tim Hall on the show a few months back. Great guy. He was... Yeah, I love Tim, man. He's awesome. And he was talking about it. He was like, he was like, most of these bands are making... Wait, was it Tim or somebody else? But he said, most of these bands are making almost all of their their nut off of the merch because whatever they're making on ticket sales or guarantees is going to pay their team. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's like, you know, it, it's like Revolution or whatever takes a certain amount of, uh, of ticket sales. And the, the, he's like, he said they won't even take a guarantee. They'll just take ticket sales. Yeah, basically. that was Tim Hall. I remember yeah. what you're talking about. But, about but, the um, but he was like, but they, that might go entirely to, to their team of people oh it was also my accountant that's mm-hmm. because he he did he did uh he he does the taxes for like tedeschi trucks and mm-hmm. all them and uh, he was like he said they, they make all their money on merch mm-hmm. all of the money that comes in from and i'm i don't know if this is 100 100 true or not so i don't want to put my foot in my mouth but basically what he was saying is that m- most of their money comes from merch yeah. for sales you know i believe it i mean that sync license deals like sync songs getting your song into a nfl commercial things like that things like that that totally. corporate big even today trucks corporate gigs you know random things that are like big paying hey, beyonce high, still does corporate gigs yeah, bro. Like she did like everyone she, she did like a she did one for like a crazy amount of money for like a saudi prince or something which yeah is i believe it it's but i mean I'm telling y'all corporate gigs is where it's at <laughs> for sure I, I don't think that i don't think that you ever lose i don't think you ever stop doing those kind of gigs i think every the big like because people have that have money are like yeah my my company wants beyonce and we'll pay that to get beyonce and saudi prince she's yeah. gonna do it you yeah. know what i mean but well, it's like yeah I mean, she, she might, she might not, reject not it. always, not always. Sometimes like someone asked us for, re- recently, I, I won't name names, but one of our clients came to us and was like, how much would share be? And I just like looked at Nico. I heard it on the speakerphone. And I like laughed. I was just like, are they serious? 
I was like, I don't like, I don't like a million, you know, like, I mean, is that yeah. really like what we're doing? We're, we have that, you know, and it was just one of those, like, even if she's, I don't even know if someone like that will do it. You know, there's certain people who are just like, I don't play shows anymore. <laughs> you know, Beyonce, clearly that lady, she loves to make money. So if oh, you yeah. are paying, she is a plan. But yeah, there's a lot of people in this world who would know, like there's no amount of money that's going to get them off their couch. So they don't. But, that's but just, you also make a good point, though, about diversifying your, your revenue streams as, as a band. Mm-hmm. You know, st- uh, streaming obviously isn't the best, but it's a revenue stream. I think TikTok, it's going to change. It, 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 it I think it's gonna change, uh, but it's also like TikTok just signed like a fifty billion dollar deal with Sony over music rights. So um, a lot of the articles that I've been reading are saying that streaming is not is not where it's at, and social media is where it's at if you want to make your money on on music on, on royalties. So I mean, there's you said social media is well, social media, not streaming. Not streaming. Okay, just make sure I got it right. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever tasted heaven in a glass? Do you pine for the hoppiest brews and palest ales? Do you like food? If so, then Wicked Barley is the oasis that your mouth has been wishing for, walking into the complete barren wasteland that is your life. Wicked Barley is located in Jacksonville, Florida, nestled on the banks of Good Beast Creek. Wicked Barley aims to provide its guests with a wicked experience, offering over 18 house-brewed beers, ciders, and meats on tap. They also have an expansive gastropub-style food menu, including burgers, salads, sandwiches, and more. Whether you are a newcomer or a craft beer connoisseur, there's a little something for everyone at Wicked Barley. Visit them at 4100 Bay Meadows Drive and tell them Bottom of the Bill sent you. Yeah, I, I mean, but I, I, at the end of the day, I will always tell Ben, if you really want to be successful, ticket sales and merchandise. That's like On that's live a shows, guarantee. Yeah. yeah. Guarantee. That's like the, it's as, it's as old Unless as Unless coronavirus hits, then it's not guaranteed. You are absolutely that's why right, you my friend. That's why you need to diversify your revenue streams because, yeah. because oh, a lot of the lot bigger of bands or, or the bigger artists out there that stopped gigging, no no doubt they took a hit financially, mm-hmm. but also it's like they had, be- between sponsors, endorsements, streaming revenue, mm-hmm. um, movies, mm-hmm. and whatever other, like, these, and that's just music. We're not even talking about what, what other investments they had yeah. outside of that. Yeah. They're so diversified yeah. where it's like, okay, well, you know, I might have lost, I don't know, $500,000 in revenue this year because I wasn't playing music, mm-hmm. but it's like, I can take that hit. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I mean, diversifying whether it's your personal portfolio and money and finances or your businesses, having multiple streams, the sync licensing, the streaming, you know, all these different avenues of, of money. Um, Which, would, how, I'm curious, Honeyhouse is crushing the streaming stuff, man. Man, they have been fortunately been growing and growing. I think we're just seeing some really steady growth after we did a campaign campaign like almost two years ago now with Soundwave Consulting for their last album. And it's just been a very steady, healthy chart growth, like continuously going. We have a few playlists that they get featured on that I think have really continued to keep that growth going. And we're just, you know, they have new music coming soon. We've been... uh, Hounding them for it and trying to get that process, <laughs> 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 trying to get that process quick, you know, get it out there. But as soon as they get that new music, if they can get it and keep this ball rolling, then they could really see some good numbers soon. Um, I mean, they are, you know, and it, it's again, I think it just comes from spending the money, it's having the good image, all the good things online, the good press kits, the good. You know, the photos and the media, even though we haven't done a ton of new content creation in the in the past few months just because of everyone's kind of gearing up to live life again. 
um yeah yeah it's their brand is easy to sell too yeah. i will say just something about there's something in the water over there in that camp that like i can't even put my finger on sometimes like i'll call sometimes after a show like nico and just be like i don't get it man these people are going ape shit out here you know <laughs> and it's like not like i don't love the guys but what the hell what am i missing you know so, sometimes just people just have like charisma something. yeah there's just so, it's that uh, yeah and and, and, it's, and it it doesn't always mean like and this is not uh like uh, specific to the situation it doesn't always mean like that your music's that great or anything it's just something like a star quality about a, pe- yeah. a person you know they, and they definitely they definitely have that collectively for sure just interesting looking stuff and i think that attracts a lot of attention too just like that you know uh, it's well, if you uh, you know uh, i listen to uh, uh rogan's podcast a lot <laughs> and he's uh constantly talking about uh gary clark jr yeah exactly and gary clark jr is great but i mean like you know like he doesn't uh um i like his music i think he's fine but like but he talked but he talks about about gary clark being the greatest guitar player on the planet i laugh so hard (laughs) i'm just like i'm just like you know but I get what Gary he's Clark saying. Didn't even correct him though. He didn't oh, no, even no, say anything. No, but I like his he response said though. Just, no, no, I like it. But his response is perfect. He's, he's like, I do what I do, that which is, is a good response. Which is, uh, which he may have, which he may have thought of himself or his PR people at some point. Were like you need to stop saying that you're not good, or you need to stop saying that you're not. Uh, yeah. You need you need to accept when people tell you that because yeah. publicly, you know, people will believe that you're not good if you say that you're not good. Yeah. And I'm and most if I, if I'm right about him, most artists are very like overly humble where yeah. they will say that they are not good when when someone compliments them. Yeah, yeah. You know. So, but but either way, his response is perfect. I do what I do, and I was like, good response. I know that you don't believe what he's saying is Absolutely. true, but that's fine. Yeah. But and 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 but what Rogan's buying into because he's not a musician is the, the charisma the vibe. you know, he's got, yeah, man, the hat, the whole vibe. The and, vibe. He, and, and, and Gary Clark is great. Okay. He's, mm-hmm. he's actually a really legitimate blues guitar player. Mm-hmm. He does it better than most people today mm-hmm. do. Right. But like, but he's but also, come together. Come on, yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, was terrible. Well, yeah, it, it wasn't terrible. But like it was just like, and it was like freaking out. I was like, oh, he's playing come together. I'm like, yeah, man, it's. It's like Darius Rucker doing wagon wheel. There you go. It's awful. There you go. That's kind of that's a very very good analogy. That's what I thought. You took like, a great song and ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just Josh and no, Gary Clark. I love you. No, but <laughs> I know you listen to this. I know you listen. I know you listening. It wasn't. It wasn't a bad. A bad take at it. It was just like, like it's just why are generic, freaking it's basic. Out about this? No, I don't get no, it's, it. it's a great, great. That's a great person to bring up. Yeah, because but his again, look is but, fucking phenomenal. It's, it's, it's and a, like the vibe and everything is like the spooky, like noir cowboy, but not. Think about Elvis. He's mysterious. Elvis. Elvis yeah. well, shook his hips. It's like it's 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 a it's a, it's a lot Elvis of was talented. He was a great singer though. Very talented. Oh, as well. awesome. So is Gary Clark. Yeah. It's it's, it's all. If Elvis didn't move like that, do you think he'd be as big? No, exactly. Definitely. Yeah, but he had, he had this money. He also had, yeah, he was a good looking. He was a good looking kid. Yeah, Elvis yeah. Is a, what, absolutely. Elvis was a good looking kid. Absolutely. Oh, he fucked. I'll yeah, say right now, fucked. it pays to be good looking in this industry as yeah. well. You know, and I mean, 
I'll say right now. Ladies, like, Billy is not single anymore. Not Sorry single. to disappoint Quit you. Let's fucking talk to the ladies. I just said, ladies, Billy's not single. I'm, I'm right there with ladies, you. I am single. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is single <laughs> and, is a, and a good looking guy, ladies, so get at him. Quit uh, staring at me. Yeah. You know, like, we're starting <laughs> to see to a huge shift in musicians <laughs> and like how we take health, too. And like, you know, the old touring musicians was like Coke and Budweiser for breakfast kind of deal. And like, you know, even though it might be Coke and Budweiser and a green juice now, but like, there's the green juice in there. <laughs> right at least we're at least we're trying <laughs> to do something no they're even way more so like a lot i know a lot of guys who take health very seriously on i the work out i work out quite a bit yeah i see you know, training and, a lot yeah and do the muay thai stuff which is a lot of fun and uh i've cut back on my drinking tremendously at least in the last week we'll see how long it holds up for <laughs> and i've definitely cut down on a lot of other things specifically just like the partying in general mm-hmm. where it's just it, i've gotten to a point where it's just not appealing to me anymore yeah um and uh I, there, there, and there's and I've this also is what sells tickets for sure. And, and I no, but I, I've also Stay gotten to, at home dads. No, fucking I rocking out with the. It's also like outside. a right a right a right place and right time kind of situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like it's okay to party and do your thing, but like just make sure that you're doing it when 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 the time is right. Yeah. I, I don't know how to say, I, I don't want to be like one of those people say, Oh, just, you know, network. No, and blah, no, blah, it's, but it's yeah, just, when it's, yeah, you know, when it's a special moment, when things are epic, a little extraordinary, yeah, you know, you're on the road in a new city and it's a great show. Like, yeah. And fucking Nigel Hall comes up and pours a fucking, pours a couple of rails out for you. Maybe you do a fucking line. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean don't like, jobs, but, man. or, but sometimes they're fun. I'm just saying, I, they're um, not fun. but they're uh, always leading misery. Um, Nigel Hall, I hope you come back to town. Yeah. <laughs> But um, but uh, yeah, just but I think there's it's it's a time and a place kind of thing, you know. And I think I just use it more sparingly now, is all. Yeah, I mean, you know, like we were talking about, I guess before we started, is just that in this industry, if you're a gigging musician and someone who works and plays so much, if you allow yourself to indulge and partake in substances and alcohol all the time, well, you're going to be doing that four, five, six nights a week, and. It's just not sustainable for a healthy lifestyle. It is hard on the road to do that, yeah, man. And we've I mean, made those mistakes a couple times where we're just like, "Don't rope me into this." <laughs> I'm just saying. Last time was, we played, we played the, at uh, Asheville Music Hall last January, and uh, we stayed at our good friends. Uh, I have to drive at night every single time we go out. Well, hold so on. I'm never drunk, but keep going. Well, hold on. We we stayed at our good friends Andrew Scotchy and the River Rats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so their bass oh, player yeah. Keith. We stayed at his place. Uh, we shout out to cel- Keith, that the amazing bass player. That was good one to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. We, we celebrated. We, we, Keith let us stay at his house that night, and we just played the Asheville Music Hall. There was, like, a ton of people there. We mm-hmm. opened up for their birthday party or whatever. It was an amazing show. That's awesome. And we all went back to Keith's house, and we just played. Like, we were up all night playing poker to, like, 5 in the morning. And, we, and we, uh, passing around a handles of maker. Yeah. Ma- no, just no. Just no. Like, we brought just, on the road with us. We fucking finished it. There's also, like a, like, a crew of people there that yeah. weren't playing, just hanging out, just yeah. talking shit. It was just it was a great night but then the next day i didn't sleep a wink that night the next day we had to drive back to jacksonville i think i drove home are you sure i'm pretty sure i drove home because sometimes I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna sometimes i'll one. make billy driver in the day if i'm too mm-hmm. hungover but mm-hmm. that's kind of goes what i'm saying like it gets to a point where you're not able to be effective at your job mm-hmm. and it's not fair yeah. when other people have to carry the weight because you're partying too hard yeah and know? i just think it's ultimately it's just gonna it's gonna wear you down you're gonna get like you can see it. I've seen it. I see it in guys now that have been in the scene for a long time. You can see it in their face. Like, man, you've been, 
without the bars for a minute, you know, and, and unfortunately it's our job. You have to be, but it doesn't mean you have to have drinks every single time. Every single it doesn't time. mean you have to, after the show, go out with more friends every single time, you know? And, yeah, and I mean, shoes, for some man. people it's a lifestyle. And if that's how you live life, then hey, I'm not knocking it at all. Like I'm shit. If you can do it, hell yeah. You can I do just, it. I yeah. can't, I can't it, man. It wears on me too much, you know. I want to be clear-headed. It gets me in a really bad headspace after yeah, a while, same. and then I get depressed, same. and then I can't. Same. Like I don't see the point in doing anything. Same. And when I wake up in the morning, I'm just like, I'm just like, I don't see the point of doing any of this work today. Yeah. That's not. First off, that's unhealthy, hugely unhealthy. It's it's a detriment to my career, but more importantly, it's like like the, I have guys in the band that have committed to this thing mm -hmm. and if I'm the one doing these things mm -hmm. and I decide that I'm, I'm just going to wake up and not do those things that's not fair to the, to the commitment they've made mm -hmm. either mm -hmm. and also Corey Wong put it the best he was like he's he kind of takes it to like another level mm -hmm. but he was like you know I, I get eight hours of sleep every single night He's like, I don't party and do drugs anymore because like, I don't do that kind of stuff he's like it's not fair to the fans he's like if I'm on the road and these people just paid like they're, they're spending their yeah, night to do this yeah, yeah. He's, and i can't put on my best performance because i was fucking up the night before i was doing whatever the night before is it that's not fair to them yeah and that's i, I took that to heart now I, was, I will say that that's a certain kind of musician because he's all about and those kind of cats are all about the precision the technicality and being on point and then you have the rock and roll cats and yeah. the, the more funky and the party cats like you ain't ever catching bootsy collins and those dudes going out there and doing shit sober it's like right. it, it's it's about what your music is about and what you bring to the table and a cory wong is a perfect example of people who are like i'm here to take this to the next level i'm trying to be as best as i can and these fans are nerds straight music nerds they came here to watch me get down Nerd on this out. instrument yeah. yeah and it's a part of you know i i really respect that but at the same time if i came to a a, a certain band that i i get down with like how hard they go and they're all like sober and chill I'm not saying you have to be fucked up to be to put on a great show but you got you got what i'm saying sometimes yeah. it's about the lifestyle that 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 music dictates totally. and lives you totally. know that's very true um, for the sure. funk scene and that jam scene those, those bands get down a lot more because it's like they're eating mushrooms and playing shows yeah. <laughs> it's like you know because that's like it's there there's a scene to it and a culture to it in that it's world a lifestyle yeah and there's there's some energy to it um when they do that but not for everyone by any means i, I, I respect both too. camps yeah a lot. yeah exactly. i love both camps exactly a lot. i dig all that shit man I, I, if you can go out there and do it like i'm just not one of those people it took me a long time to come to that realization because for, for so long I wanted to be one of those people mm -hmm. that can like live that life mm -hmm. and do the thing. Mm -hmm. But it was like, I just had to be real with myself and I was like, I can't, I can't like maintain like this lifestyle and have like this crazy social life, mm -hmm. but then also do what I have to do to make this business grow. Yeah. You know, yeah. for me, like I'm just, I'm, I'm also not like a great multitasker. Yeah, so it's just like, it, I had to choose one or the other. And mm -hmm. for me, it was just, well, there's no doubt. I don't want to just, I don't want to just party. I did that for a long time. I want to like do this thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, that's just what it was. That's you know? good. Did you, you weren't there because you had a show and it was Valentine's Day. You missed, and I was hanging out with your girlfriend, actually. Uh, Theo Katzman, uh, when he played at Night nice. Did you yeah. know that show? I did not. Yeah. I went to that show. And uh, like you were saying about like you're going to like a sober show. That's exactly what that was. Yeah. The crowd there sucks <laughs> so bad, and I've never seen uh, like all like it was me and Stephen Honig and like a couple of other people mm -hmm. that are, like musicians around town, and we were all hanging out in the very back because there's no way we're getting any closer than that. 
because they're all just like just like locked yeah. arms and they, they you know they've never been to a show before. All they want to do is make sure that Joe Dart plays the best fucking bass solo they've ever it's seen. It's crazy. I don't want to go to a show like that. That's all I'm trying to yeah. say. Popular opinion, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm trying to that's say. That's that yeah. kind of music. But I'm I do agree with you 100. And uh, I guess you were saying like, yeah, of course, like don't don't succumb to addiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a story, but, but, yeah, but that's not that easy though. That's the problem. And I also have a, I have a very addictive personality. Same. Yeah, and so, alcohol, alcohol is it's pretty addictive. Extremely. You know yeah, but, I mean? but okay, well, it's but, more so about our culture makes it so readily accessible, available. Yeah. Cocaine's addictive, but we, you know, it's not on every corner. No, I have alcohol has never been my issue, and cocaine's definitely never been my issue. But I, I, I'll talk. I, I've talked about my issue before on here. My my issue has always been Adderall. That's my biggest fucking mm-hmm. issue. It's so weird because he's it, like the calmest person, like monotone. <laughs> you never would have fucking guessed that. When he told me that, I was like, "Huh, that's real funny, man." No, no, no. it's it's it, it's it, it's it's a continuous struggle in my mm-hmm. life. What's my but, struggle? Uh, just being you. Just I fucking, I'll take anything. <laughs> I, fucking, um, I do love drinking. But the thing I'll is, with, with alcohol, that's my, is like. That's my problem. I don't really like I like alcohol. Mm-hmm. I drink it more socially. If I never left my house, I would never drink it. Mm-hmm. Right. But like with Adderall, it's like I'm just sitting at my house. I'm like, I could be real productive today. <laughs> get a lot done. <laughs> right. And then the next day is like, this, oh, so, well, now I'm crashing. Yeah. I can I'm not getting anything done if I don't, if I don't take Adderall. Yeah. It just becomes that cycle. Yeah. You know, and uh, it doesn't affect me. So I have no yeah, idea. Really? Too. I have no it's, idea. It's ins- I, was th- I was fucking prescribed that shit. Yeah, as a kid. It doesn't do shit. To yeah, me. exactly. I'm just like. I get sleepy. All my friends are like, bro, what do you mean? Like, I've watched my friends take, like, my old bandmates take, like, Adderall and be, like, on crystal meth, basically. Yeah, Yeah, it's basically what it is. And I'm like, I could take two or three of what they took, and I'd just be sitting here, like, counting ceiling tiles. Like, totally. Because you're probably ADHD. Exactly. But it's so, I'm like, I've, I've... it's it's always been one of those things like man I wish I could get high on this drug that everybody you else is yeah like, you, don't, you, know? you don't take it anymore though because it makes you feel uh, awful inside that's how I, I stopped taking it so long ago Good for you, yeah. man. but Same it, with me it does like soul sucking yeah like, I know I'm just, exactly like, empty I'm just like tired I just, I'll just sit here like but this, like, that happens to me if, if I take too much of it and then you, I get empty and then it pulls out but if yeah. I if I do like if I do like a lower dosage it gets me like to this point where I'm like super social mm-hmm. but then also like very productive. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me, right? S- no, man. Super it's tough, problem. man. I've had several substance problems in my life. So wow. it's, it's just one of those. It's, yeah. You know, it's just, it, it's you got to be careful in this That's industry if you have that kind of thing. Don't do drugs. Yeah. Don't man. do drugs, but also they're fun sometimes. They're not saying. Fun sometimes. Don't do drugs in an irresponsible way. It, yeah, you know? exactly. Try and it's, be as responsible as you can. I suppose so. Your body is a wanderlust. Try and always have a buddy. Try and always have Jungle. a guardian, you know, whatever it may be. But... Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm done with that. Uh, uh, I, I do like drinking. I'm, I'm not going to, I like, I, I that was my sh- first drink I've had in a while and it was pretty damn good. Well, um, yeah. you know. <laughs> do you want, you want some more? We should pour up another little glass maybe. I, oh, I, this man, will be the last you got it handy? This is, yeah, do we usually candy, do. actually. <laughs> no, uh, said, you wait, got it handy. A handy. <laughs> a handle? Yeah. You no, got, no, no, no. We just got a little guy, but you can help yourself if you want to. <laughs> oh, I'm going to grab some. Uh, this, right. this is like the only drink I'm going to have all week though. So I'm going to take a little liberties with I'm with you. Let's do it. Like, yeah. Let's do it. If I can. Colin Kell Black and I like your boots, man. These thank are you. Clean. I fucking I fucking hate these boots. Actually, I bought them off. Of, this is the only time I've had, I'm ever going to buy. Uh, what well, size are you, you trying to sell them? Yeah. <laughs> I'm size nine. I'm a little guy, but uh, I, I fucking have. Uh, I hate these boots more than anything because I got them from Amazon. The first time I ever bought shoes online, I uh, know. And I got them. I'm like, yeah, they're leather. They're not. They're fucking like made out of fucking plastic. Oh, uh, it'd be it. perfect. No, but like that's why they look. I'm so I'm a vegan. Real. That's why I love them. <laughs> oh, you're oh. vegan? Yeah. Nice. Oh. Not, okay, so we'll we'll we're on air. 
so I'll, I'll correct that. I'm not a vegan. I'm a plant-based person who eats a, a vegan diet, but I still wear, I have leather boots. I have, oh, okay, you know, so, but, okay, you a true vegan things. would be someone who's like super like weird about everything about it. I'm not like that. I just eat that the way. The honey one is the one that gets me. Like you're not going to have honey. See, I eat honey. See, that's, yeah. well, that's I love that's honey. That's not vegan. Exactly. So that's why and it's I'm, actually I'm not a vegan, but I eat a vegan diet. vegan. Vegetables or vegetables? Oh, I eat so many vegetables. Vegetables? Man. Literally, so many. All day, every day. Vegan, I love I vegetables. I've been on a big I vegetables kick lately myself. I lost a ton of weight, like, many years ago, and, and started running and lost a bunch of weight, went plant-based, and it was just like, okay, I lost, like, 50, 60 pounds. Like, life changed. Jeez. So you can't, like, there's no going back for me. How long, yeah. how long have you been a, a vegetarian for? I guess it's been seven years now. Ooh, I wow. think 2014, yeah, April of 2014. So... Um, I've accidentally had, I've never eaten meat. You still, you have your like Scott Pilgrim. I've eaten cheese. (laughs) I've eaten like cheese and dairy plenty of times. Like on the road with honey hounds and stuff. There's been plenty of situations where it's like, I can't make, yeah, I can't make, Hey, I can't eat here. Hey, I can't eat here. It's not going to fly. Like I'm working for them. I'm I'm cool. Like I'm not super crazy for many years. I was pretty crazy about it. But then I got, as you get into working touring again and stuff, you're like, you got to be flexible and eat a cheese pizza every now and then. So I do, if I have to, it's not ideal, but no, no meat for in seven years is it a uh is it like a moral thing for you is it a all health thing for you all of it yeah like i said just like i did i had friends who did it my old bandmates and i went through like a bad breakup was like living at home i was like 23 years old and was just changed i need to lose weight i want to get girls again yada you know you yeah. get that motivation in your head i started running like a half mile and then it was a mile and then you know the weight starts coming off i start eating better my one homie put me on like vegetarian and then you see some documentaries like it always is you see yeah. some horrible stuff and you're like okay i can't do that. I, I love animals i love nature i love animals yeah. and so i just decided like okay i don't i don't need it let's do it once i did it you realize okay i'm i'm cool like i'm and then like seeing the weight seeing the transformation it did for my life having like i was on tour with my band hitting on these girls that were our fans they wouldn't pay me any time six months later we come around on tour those girls are lining up for my phone number now like that kind of stuff was like oh this is what's up you know and taking pride in your health is is not like not cool it's super cool like that's, fucking be healthy <laughs> that's the other reason with the partying thing you know? yeah like, I, mean, I can't like you can't it's hard to to eat healthy number one because like you just you'll put anything in your oh, body especially at that when point. you're on the road dude just fucking forget it yeah like, it's fucking three o'clock in the morning where are you gonna go fucking like McDonald's oh yeah that's it especially mm. as Aaron only eats McDonald's for fast food There's yeah nothing he had else to do lowest common denominator <laughs> in the band that's, he's too. like no <laughs> Burger King no <laughs> nothing because it all fucks It'll his fuck stomach up he's like McDonald's is the only thing that doesn't fuck his stomach up I don't get it it doesn't make any sense but that's what it is his parents own stock in the golden arches yeah maybe his dad is Ronald McDonald. Yeah. <laughs> I was joking and that was a joke. I wasn't like talking shit Hilarious. about your dad. Um but uh um yeah, so uh It's hard it was, to be healthy, keep going. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to like eat healthy. It's also hard to find the desire to work out and do shit when you're partying all the time, you know. <laughs> Especially being on the road and stuff, man. Oh yeah. That was fun like honey hounds. We find fun ways to do we we'd get into modes of just like push-ups. One guy'd start getting down and we'd be doing set and if like if one guy's on the ground, every the whole squad, everyone's on the ground doing push ups. Well, like, and we just do these kind of fun competitive team ways of like trying to stay in shape while you're on the road. That's and good. Not. It's probably good for like the, the band morale yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. It's just fun, you know, you find fun ways. Like we definitely the last full length tour we went on, we took working out to all it was it was the 
the billiards and in like bench press tour like basically nice even though it wasn't a bench it was a push-up but we were basically just like playing pool at every venue we we could find a pool table and then just like every airbnb or hotel room we were all in there just working out all nice. the time That's but it's good you feel you we could see the results on that tour honestly like the guys are feeling better nice. you're performing better you're literally yeah not the not the i was like you wow. can see the results yeah <laughs> <laughs> now i get what you're Fucking laughing double h workout <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. But, but yeah, you just feel like, you know, and there were plenty of nights we got absolutely shit housed and woke up the next day trash, but yeah, like, you know, that's okay. It's just not can't don't let it be all the time. Don't yeah. let it be every night because this is your job. It has to you have to start to understand that you have a really cool job and it's not going to get less cool. It <laughs> it's just you got to like you got to understand you can't just succumb to that peer pressure and the things all the time. You know, I do it. We all do it. I love it. It's, it's, I had like a moment. I hadn't had many drinks until Saturday would be easy. Like I hadn't had a drink in a while and we just had a weird weekend of shows and Saturday was like a fun one and was like, yo, give me a drink tonight. And I hadn't had a drink in a while. And one drink just turns into like, we're, we're going to Lynch's after this. Oh, I mean, no. like the whole band or like half the band are at Lynch's. And it was one of those I wake up the next day like, what did you do? And then I, I see the guys today or some of the guys today and they're giving me hugs like that was so much fun the other night. I'm like, ah, see, it's, it's important. It makes it worth it. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's the bonding. It's not always like you know bad and you're just no, it's actually usually really fun in yes, the moment yeah it's just the, exactly like guys. you said knowing when it's appropriate yeah. and knowing like nah tonight we're gonna do it dude i'll tell you about the gig we had thursday we played a sorority event in at fsu wow well not at the at fsu but uh, fsu sorority event yeah we're like oh yeah that this is, is gonna be a good one yeah. i told nico you better make sure i'm on that one yeah. we're all laughing <laughs> and we get there this gorgeous beautiful barn beautiful property like wedding event space that the sorority had rented for their party we're setting up this awesome stage yada yada first set starts first bus of kids show up because they're all getting like kind of bust in and they're all standing outside and it's starting to get chilly. This was this past weekend where it was kind of chilly. Yeah. And the band's looking at me like, they're jamming. Beezy's really good. They're getting it. They're looking at me like, what's going on? I look out. All the kids are standing at the door. One by one, they're being allowed in and going to the bathroom. So I'm like, what is going on? I go up to one of the cops that's working there and the venue people. I'm like, hey, what's the deal? And they're like, oh, they're not allowed to come inside. Wait, pardon? And somewhere throughout the whole thing, because of COVID, because sororities and fraternities are national organizations. They're not. I'm like, we're in Florida. COVID, what are you talking about? They're like, it's it's a sorority and fraternity thing. They can't. Rules and regulations, permits, yada, yada. Do we, the band played for four, they had to play four 60-minute sets. What? They were bought for four 60-minute sets because it was a f- different waves of kids each time. And Every single set was played to an empty venue where the kids were outside. And I'm talking like 50 yards. Like it was oh a massive God. venue. What was the point Just of that? the weirdest. Some girl must have screwed up, like, you know, not understanding how this was in. And yeah. And so we had that. And then Friday, we played on the rooftop of the White Room in St. Augustine. Yeah. And it was so great wedding, but cold. Like, and so we were just, so Saturday was just one of those, like, we we're all ready to blow off just two weird gigs. You yeah. Know? And it just, 
is culminates into a wild night but it was a lot of fun again like you like you said it, it, it's important to bond with your bandmates and your friends and Definitely. have those stories man i mean at the end of the day like you don't take material things with you you take the stories with you and, and you're the memories of who you are at the end of the day what i want to be remembered for is like you know my likability and who i was as a person and the adventures and stories that i have and that's you know that's kind of the way I live my life. And I think a lot of musicians and people like to kind of live a similar way. Yeah, it's, totally, man. I mean, I, I think that that's, I think that's how you have to be. If you want to be a musician, I, th I think that you can, or an artist in general, I, don't, mm -hmm. I think it's important mm -hmm. to, to kind of just accept like the, like the, like just don't worry about all the other shit. Mm -hmm. Just try and be like the best person that you can be and try to create the, the best art that you can create. Yeah, Live you know? in the moment. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, so a couple of questions yeah, I want yes, to ask you please. before we get on, before we go on unpopular uh, opinions. Um, uh, so with with working with bands at various levels, what are some of the pitfalls that bands can avoid if they want to take their brand to the next level? Hmm. That's a good one. So this will definitely be situational. Like, let's let's <sighs> let's 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 shift it to like original bands. Let's, original uh, bands. I'm less I'm less content. With the, yeah. Okay. Content. I won't name names, but we were just this whole Florida theater thing I was telling you guys about earlier. Florida theater is doing this beautiful, amazing video shoot and this part of a campaign to raise some kind of donations for their donors, yada, yada. And they're looking, they were looking for original local artists to help like show the Jacksonville scene. And they came to us and they notably said, I'll only say this on because they, they just told us is it's because our content was is there they have to pitch it to like the board and this and that and they know there's a lot of great a myriad of great musicians and bands in the area but when they approach nico with like who do you recommend for this and that and they we pitched several people not just our bands not just our bands pitched several people because they're asking for some female front of people we pitched a lot of great people but the main thing they came back with was like a lot of great bands here but just the really it's like the content is not that great what's what's being we can tell these bands are good but the content just doesn't really live up to like whereas they look at a beat you know some of the bands we represent and just have like a, a refined content and that's i mean maybe it's just my well, my experience with it but that just unlocks so many doors the photos the videos videos a big thing with videos. us is promo videos yeah, big time, like man. not just like we have a good video from a good show no i want pro audio pulled from a board preferably i don't even want it from a show i want it from a controlled recording right like you know we have promo videos that we've shot behind 1904 music hall shout out to 1904 jason for letting us come in there and do that and in it and like we'll bring in full audio interface pull everything you know do it for real with real nice cameras and spend money because at the end of the day it's going to help you sell your brand and that's a big pitfall i see a lot of great musicians who are really good and online are just really bad like yeah, at, like definitely. selling or ha not even selling like Anything, having any content, content. Yeah, like yeah. your picture's fuzzy and it's like cropped poorly and just like little details like i know you're not a photoshopper i know you're not but Dude, you gotta then find someone who is, yeah. you know, because you can't help how people see you. You know, impressions are everything in this business. I know so many people who just won't get opportunities because they don't have a good first impression. And it's sad because they're really good. Yeah. But 
you know, you're selling things and, you know, it's the same thing as looking at fruit in a store. If it doesn't look the best, you're not going to pick it up. Like you, it might not taste the best. You might bite in that apple and it sucks, but it looked really good. Yeah. That's exactly it. We're trying, I mean, uh, I, I hope all my bands fulfill on the back end, but I'm selling you the front end, right, you know? Right, so right. I'm selling you the fruit that looks good. I don't know if it's going to taste that good. Hopefully they play good that night, which they always do because yeah. we, we generally only work with great bands. Is that something that you do as a manager is uh, 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 work? on that content or do you kind of just hope the band yes. be like we t- I'd give them suggestions of well what it can be do. it can you know we nico and i and our team and myself and you know we're we're gonna work with whatever you're willing to give us there are certain projects that will want us to run everything and there's certain projects oh we already handle that you know just tell us give us guidance give us so with like the projects our two main ones honey hounds and be easy we do we do run their socials um you know, and that's built into kind of our services is just we're going to handle your socials. We post I was working on so many Facebook events today <laughs> like because we also run the Facebook events and socials for several of the bars we work for, the local lynches, grape and grain, yada, yada, all these different venues we book for. So I have to go in and make events for all that. So I might, you know, we, we it's it's kind of like makes sense because it's also if you want something done right, do it yourself. I know that Honey Hounds and like most artists, they don't want to do that. Like social media is not our favorite. We all none of us. It's not our favorite. Like we're not little TikTok girls. You're trying to be famous. We're all musicians. We like to you know like i don't mind posting but it's not my favorite i don't really like it i've kind of grown to like it a little bit that's good that's good i'm glad you do our content's not there yet but i think we're we're definitely we're definitely working on it but i've kind of grown to because it's it's creative though you know you got to think about it as a creative endeavor absolutely absolutely well because you guys having this sorry to cut you off no no i was just saying it's like creative but like you have to stay in that fucking sandbox and that's what i fucking hate about more than anything no you don't there's no there's no sandbox to stay but there but but even if there are guidelines to follow Follow. That's what it's I'm like, trying to say. Like everything has to be the same. It has to be like exactly this time, and you have to post it at this time, and I have to do everything like that. And I fucking hate. There all are that. metrics like <laughs> and that, that's but that's the there are good metrics. Thing. Yeah, but, but there there are metrics, but but there's also something to be said about working within creative confines, you know, and I, and I think sure to make the, the best thing out of what you, uh, with the, the constraints. I understand exactly. But at the same time, like that's not fun to me. Yeah, I don't, li- not, I don't like it. It's you know. not. It's definitely not my favorite. I've had moments where it's enjoyable when it goes well, when things are doing well and events really performing or when it adds to it, you know, things like that. I'm not the, I just, I don't like having to, that that's how we're going to have to do business forever, but that is how we're going to have to prop probably do business for our forever, for our lifetime. At least for for, for the foreseeable future. And that comes back to the uh, humility thing or the humble stuff. Like, like with the, what's his name? Gary Clark Jr. Like, Mm I don't. I don't want to fucking advertise myself. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I'm like awful, but I don't think that I'm definitely fucking worth a fucking. You better well, believe and that's, you are, bro. Well, and that's a tribute to one of the greatest bands of all time, Pink Floyd, because yeah. people they don't advertise them. They advertise the band. You won't see their faces. You won't see them in photos. That's true. You just see the the images and the artwork and the music. And that's. I mean, there's a lot of people, Daft Punk who just retired. Yeah. You, you don't know what they look like. Yeah. You don't know the gorillas you know, for a long time. You don't, you know, there's a lot of people who take that upon themselves. If that's really what you're about, you can, you can, you can find other ways to push the content without pushing you. You know, I mean, you're ultimately always pushing you because you're in the band, but without pushing like you, like your face and, you know, there's so, but it's tough. 
and and it was that was those were also different times. Even the gorillas yes. and and Daft yes. Punk were you know not of this generation. You're, you know what I mean? Absolutely right. So these days, it's like if you want your brand to like like for me, like I'm a like I'm on social media constantly like by myself. I I do as much as I can for the band, but honestly, just like there's a lot more content that I can actually do myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that also promotes the band, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm in the band mm-hmm. and I think it's super important nowadays. It, it's all about visibility. You know, when, when your band or your brand, whatever your business is, is connected to multiple things that are also getting a lot of visibility, mm-hmm. then that thing then becomes visible through, through that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's very important nowadays to, to, to market yourself outside of whatever project or business you're involved in, because that ultimately will get the visibility to your business. Absolutely. And so that's why I'm so I adamant agree. about like, you know, I've, I've recently really picked up like the TikTok stuff and been stepping up my Instagram game a lot mm-hmm. and have been, you know, doing the same thing with the band's pages as well and really stepping that up as well uh, also. But I think it's very important. I don't know that, I don't know that you can do it with the, the, an, the anonymity that you could have done it with 20 years ago. No, no, I, I agree. Um, you can look at, it's tough. Like the guys, Honey Hounds, I'll speak. They really love. We'd always, they'd always, for a certain cycle, when we were in that album cycle two years ago, they kept bringing up Tame Impala. And we're like, well, he does this. And when he does that, I'm like, well, he has fucking 5 million monthly listeners, or 20 million, or whatever it is. You know, like we just, we can't do that. I can't put out an p- obscure picture of a stoplight. It's just not going to do well. Right. Like, you know, like it's, it's hard because you see like certain artists who have just transcended so far to where I think and kind of do whatever, you know, they do these weird Vogue cool things. And everyone's yeah. like, I want to do that artsy stuff. I'm like we just, I, it, we can try, but it, I, in my personal opinion, it won't work. I'm not a social media expert by any means so I don't want to like speak like I am but uh, I definitely learned a lot when we started paying the experts and Soundwave and those people you yourself if you have the interest I would highly recommend that you give them a call and you can definitely drop me and Nico's names and stuff to to let them know that we sent you and I would chat with them because they would give you a lot of even if you did a small campaign learn from them if it works and you want to continue great maybe take some knowledge and continue back on your own you know it's one of those things that like I learned a lot in that campaign that I would have never known and just how it gets the banners in size and just like how they made the advertisements and how many different formats and pixel sizes and things I had to have the artwork made in eight. It was just like, Oh my goodness, this is a lot. And it, and it taught me how a true campaign worked and how they really, we saw like, wow, like this is, you're spending money to do it, but it's worth it though. It's so worth it. It it takes a lot of load off of the people that like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I, man, there's so much, I've become uh, fairly adequate with, with Photoshop and Mm -hmm. like, and, and learned about like, you know, uh, just a different stuff that you have to be able to different file sizes and whatever you need to do. But like, if I, if I, if I was able to pay somebody to do those things, you know, it it would take it would have taken a lot of work off my plate. You know, do you think that it's more of like a first class service, like being on an airplane, because like you're still both gonna get the same spot at the end of the day, or do you think that it's like fucking necessary, like you need what you P- paying like for man- management, them? management and PR and all that stuff? 
I would, in regards to like a marketing company, like a music marketing company, like Soundwave Consulting is what they do. But yeah, there's no way I could have done what they did. I, I don't kinda, think so. I, I kind of so you're on different planes, going to different places. Like, but it's but manage, even, yeah, it's different. Like with, with in regards to social media, <laughs> we we're all like you know. You want to hire specialists for certain things. There's yeah. a reason why, like, you only certain people can weld aluminum. You know, it's like right. there's a specialty there. For and, doctors, and, you know. Yeah, it's just the same kind of thing. And, like, you know, we all work. Music's a massive industry, but I'm a specialist in what I'm good at. And, and I, I know when I'm not. And I'm not that great at social media and stuff like that. doesn't mean I can't learn. doesn't mean I couldn't get better. But I think exponentially, like, you're going to save yourself so much time and in, in, in effort by just reaching out to people who are already better at this and do it and spending the money. And, and it's, it's, it's about the connections too. Like we've always gained, like whenever we spend money and work with another company and it goes really well and they like the band, we end up kind of always like something comes back to you in the end too of like, you got this gig off it and then this and oh, and you got connected with so-and-so and that's how you got on this festival. And it's always like, you know, it's being a part of that community too. I think there's a bigger dollar value that comes into that. Yeah. Like we pay these guys, and they, but they're like part of our team now, you know, you know, I can hit up that agency for any of exactly. my artists and they would be like, oh, Chris, hell yeah, you know, and building your network, man. And that's... I can mention them to people in that area. And, and it's like, oh, that's a very reputable company. It's yeah, it's building your network, building your brand. And and me reaching, making posts on my page or Honey Hunt's page only reaches those people that follow that page other than advertisements, which I'm just not good at. I don't know. I mean, me, Nico is much better than me. And even him, he was he would say he's probably pennies on the dollar compared to Soundwave. Like and he was much better than me but they're on another level and the agencies like them are on another level and that's you can do so well promoting but you're only how many are you gaining per week per month 10 20 100 followers you're slowly gaining but they're able to put you in front of completely new people that have never heard of you right. i'd rather pay for 50 of those people than a thousand than 200 that have already heard of me like they already yeah. know who we are that's man i can't like stress that enough about about you know all the all the bands out there that are like coming up and doing your thing right now like you gotta you you have to get on the new social media platforms as well because it's like you gotta stop you gotta stop promoting your shit in an echo chamber yeah that's what yeah, you, that's, that's what's so, right. so dangerous about facebook yeah and people that get stuck yep. on facebook but it's like well, okay well this yeah, is where our audience adapt, is at man. yeah it's like yeah. it's like yeah your audience is there that's that's all who's there yeah that's all yeah. Like, like no new markets that's, are that's gonna it. find you that on facebook it. that's the only it's like you like you need to get on ins uh, if uh, you just you should have been on instagram a long time ago yeah. but like yeah. you need to get on instagram you need to get on tiktok you need to do all that shit and like get in front of new markets because you're never going to get out of the situation that you're in right now if you don't get you know, if you don't just adapt, like you're saying, yeah. and, and, and and hit the new markets. Now, you know? I will say I think that if you're good and if you're really just trying to do it the old school way, it's still possible. It's less. I mean, we look at it all. I pull it up all the time. Go look at how many monthly listeners Fish has. 500,000. Yeah. They have less than the Magic City Hippies. <laughs> like, isn't that mind-blowing? You know, yeah. one of the biggest bands in the world, as no far kidding. as ticket draw, has less than, like, so many people. But but it, because it's a different thing. Now, 
different eras. Different, different eras. Different eras. Say, yeah. I don't think that that's dead, though. I don't think that you can't no, do no. that still. But it's not you're dead. definitely like really pigeonholing like and, where you're going to be. And understand that your audience is, is getting phased out. So that's this. Yeah. That's all you got. That's this <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah. exactly and it's like you can make a huge living and a whole success off of this because it's very niche people who are very dedicated and they'll come to all your shows but then you understand know? though that's that, all you got though that, but generation one in a million fucking shot at being that person but, you know what I mean? yeah and, and, and also <laughs> and also that like like, like if, if it's if, if you have like all this then you have like that much right now it's shrinking down to about that much because the generations are getting phased out. The younger generation doesn't care about the jam band scene like Do that. Do you not you know? think we could see like you know a resurgence? Like so, they say it lives cyclically. And yeah, right totally. now, our parents, the Boomers, were a product of one of the hardest times in human history, World War Two. Yeah. Then they were around, so it was like life was. All they did was suffer and work so that we wouldn't have to. Right. You know, but now that what the, you know, if, if you believe in the cyclical is like we're in like the greatest part of life. And that's why we deal with all these weird social constructs. Yeah. We don't have actual problems like our previous ancestors. Did, but eventually we're going to have actual problems again. Right. And I think it's like the same thing of like I, I like to say funk is the new folk because for the past since like 2001 to 2010 or whatever, folk was like. The, it was a resurgence, was it. yeah. Mumford and Sons and all these, the Wood Brothers, the Yvette Brothers, all these things, yeah, you know? Years, yeah. So Can I like to suck. believe, I've been seeing no, a trend that I think funk music is coming back, and I think, look at Silk Sonic, look at Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack and all this stuff. Yeah, I, I still can't believe that's the, like, a I'm massive resurgence in real music, and people fall back from the artificial music. It's not saying, like, you know, electronic music is going anywhere, or pop music is going anywhere, absolutely not. Well, I think you'll start to see a, a shift and maybe people come back towards realness a little yeah. bit. But I you're mean, absolutely right that the social medias will not change. They'll just keep keep evolving. Funk music has been uh, you know, look at look at uh, um, what's Bruno Mars's big tune. Uh, Which one? Uh, Uptown Funk. Uh, Magic. Uh, Uptown, yeah, Uptown, Uptown Funk. Funk. Like, like like that. Like like funk music. Like, like that is definitely funk. Are you kidding me? I guess. Uh, no, Pop it funk. for sure is. Yeah. It for sure is. Um, and uh, he de- like funk has been brought to to, to pot has been part of pop music now for like the last ten years yeah. again. You know, yeah. kind of made a resurgence. But my my point being is more of like the 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 festivals and the jam band circuit as we know it mm-hmm. is getting phased out. That like, it's and it, it might make a return. I'm not going to make the investment in yeah, that return, absolutely, because I, I that's going to that. be way after. Yeah, like I, I'm, I'm like <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be too old yeah, to be don't pursuing bank this. On that, yeah, you know? and yeah. it's like by the time it makes a comeback, I'll probably be like 60 years old. Yeah. you know what I mean. So right now, the thing is, it, it, is like you have to like you want to make sure that you have a strong so- social media presence. And you want to make sure that you're figuring out other ways to get your your music heard. Besides just banking on live shows, well, fish is fine. Like they're 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 yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're gonna be Absolutely. all right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But like, but a lot of the bands right now, you can't. I don't think you can you can you can look at that model and say that's what we're trying to do right now. I think I think if you have diehard fans and are willing to continue to feed those fans, they'll keep you fed forever. Um, you can For look sure. at a band like Less Than Jake. You know, people who are or like Pennywise or like you know, I yeah. mean, it, it can be ba- like 
totally don't give a shit about TikTok or social media or anything, but they're going to be fed forever because they're fan. Now, are they going to be selling arenas? They're going to be big. Are they going to, you know, like, no, they have reached the crux and they are. Yeah. On, but again, but different generations. You can though. be successful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I can find more, more modern ones, but it's like, that you, shit's coming back too, which is fucking making me sad, but whatever. I mean, look at a Crunbin, <laughs> you know, Crunbin is like some of the weirdest, most we, interesting yeah. music of all, of all time. Yeah. And yet, Wildly Crumbin. popular right now, and like saying? they don't Krunbin, 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 Krunbin. I don't think you're gonna like them. They're probably not. I don't yeah. like his name. Krunbin. Who are they? Woo! They're like an. They're like a weird. I kind think of... he is the greatest guitarist on earth. You think so? I think. I don't think there's any guitarist who can do what he can do. Could you play what he can play? Who's Krunbin? That I shit mean, is wild. <laughs> when he's really going off. There's no one. I'm not, okay. I'm speaking on my ass. Like, no, 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 no. You're, like you're, no, no, you're, you're the greatest. It's, it's no. art, it's subjective. I think he is one of the most uncopyable people on earth. He's, uh, yes, he's so he, interesting. I, how he I, plays. I, I will agree. He's very creative. It's just like yeah, so wild. He's, he's very creative, and, and I, there's some melodies that he that he plays that I really like a lot. Um, but from, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I I'm not a huge fan of them. There, okay. There's some songs that, that I really like a lot. Yeah, there's like, yeah, like yeah. three or four songs. I'm just like, this is really good. Mm -hmm. Then the rest of it, I'm just like, this sounds it's like um, high schoolers noodling on acid. It's weird. <laughs> I'm just it's like, weird. what are you doing? It's weird. But it's but you know, and, and she uh, what what's her name? Laura Lee. Yeah, yeah, she just learned how to play bass like three years yep. ago or something. Yep. It's amazing. Like they're they're actually a solid band. And again, I, uh, Nick something is a guitar player's name. Mark. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mark Spear, I, it, I think. It, it's funny because, like, when I first heard them, like, I, I heard what you were hearing. I was like, this guy's got a really unique style. Yeah, it's like, it's. I've a, never heard anyone play guitar like that before. Yeah, like, he's technically, like, not, like, the greatest. No. But he's got, yeah. like, a really cool approach to playing the yeah, instrument. Yeah, I see it as, like, I don't know if anyone could do that. And like, then watching Trey Anastasio sit in with them at lock-in. Oh, he did. And was literally, bro, he had no idea what to do. You can watch it. They pulled the footage down after a while because it was so bad and embarrassing. Sorry to Trey any fish fans out do, there. Do well with sit-ins though. But he yeah. he not only did he not do well, he barely played. He literally looked at you. It will you will die. Maybe watching. you have to see a live performance. You will laugh so hard because he was just like, I fucking kill my PR Where <laughs> he he probably thought like, yeah, I got because they've opened for his band, I guess, a bunch in the past, yeah. and he probably thought like, yeah, I know y'all's music. Walked out there and was like, dude, what key are you even in? Like, really? he was, and Mark's looking at him like, you gonna, nope. What kind of music is And just it? going, it's, well, they take from Afghani, like a lot of Middle Eastern and a lot uh, of Thai music, oh, like Thai, like, Thailand music. Yeah. Uh, and Thai funk is what they really go off of a lot. Funk music from Thailand. And then like a lot of weird Afghani sounds, very cultural, weird, eclectic music, okay. very psychedelic. Um, yeah, I'd say it's like, it's like very modern guitar day. heavy with close, melo close melody. Like, consider the source. No, it's not. It's not. It's, it's not, not like that. Metal, it's not that unlike metal. anything I've ever heard in my life. I'll have to listen to it's it, very it's, unique. But the point was just a band that's so not mainstream so not definitely not on tiktok definitely not on anything other than maybe instagram and facebook i mean but again they they know the job of two hiring people who if they needed to be on it they'd probably they may not be on it but their people will make stuff and put it on yeah there, they're, they're definitely know? they're definitely just more of the artists for sure and, and so it's you don't have to be that person again that goes back to like maybe it's yeah you're right be on those platforms, but if you don't want to do it, then find someone who will get you on. To, it's good that you enjoy it. You know, I know a lot of people 
freaking hate it. Yeah, that's why I was thought like like the fucking Berlin Wall came down when Tool was like, "Yeah, we're gonna be on Spotify now." I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, are you serious? You're gonna be yeah. on Spotify <laughs> after all the shit you said? After it's crazy. Yeah, they, they worked out a deal they with Spotify. Got, yeah, yeah, no, they, they worked I get out a deal. It, yeah, if Joe Rogan got a hundred million, I'm sure Tool got quite yeah. A bit. Fucking Maynard was like, "Bitch, we're not fifty mil. Yeah, I saw Rogan. He's my friend. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Why not? Like no. I don't want to like derail it to fucking streaming again because that's fucking boring. But like the whole point of like streaming is to, is it's exposure, man. Like and there's no other fucking way around it anymore. Like people aren't buying fucking CDs or albums. They'll buy vinyl maybe, but like well, what what I what's think the, the I think there will be Spotify legislation. I mean, there's, there's been talk none. about legislation's going to come back in our favor, and I know they've been trying to pull more and more away from Spotify throughout legal legislation to give more back to the artists and give us a better streaming split. It ain't gonna be much, but it would be better. It'd be a step in the right direction understanding that yo we've been this is stealing art <laughs> like that people yeah. used to have to pay for streaming you know? but you know who else is making a lot of money off off of the streaming stuff that no one's talking about are the labels as well yeah you know it's like it's not just spotify and pandora and no, no 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 not like, at all like the labels need to be uh, approached as well about this like something there was a there was a metric that came out with something like labels collectively are making something like a hundred million dollars a minute mm-hmm. off of streaming that's platform. insane Collectively, that's around insane. The still, like that's, Jesus Christ, that's and mind no one's talking about, or maybe like an hour, a hundred million dollars, but some crazy number. Yeah, no one's talking. That's a lot that's, of money. That's a lot of money. No, nobody's talking about that. Everyone's talking about, oh, streaming platforms. They're the evil ones. It's like, yeah, but they're also giving you a fucking platform rather than your music being downloaded for free. Yeah, I mean, right? you signed up. Yeah, you, you, uh, like you signed up. It was free. It didn't cost you any, us any money to put yeah. our stuff on there. Which exactly. Which way do you think it's going to go then? Is it like fucking Spotify is just going to fucking cost no. you $100 a month to listen to all the music that no. you want to? No, I mean, it, it, it I don't know if this is, but but like again, they it's, haven't it's, raised the price at all in like fucking five years. It's been nice. But but you have to, <laughs> but but again, like 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 the the what people are saying, or, or based off what I've read, is that it's not really about streaming anymore. It's about the social media platforms. If your music can no, get on TikTok or on Instagram Reels or whatever like that, I mean that can make you money. I mean if you can get millions and millions and millions, it'll make you money. But at the end of the day, like what's that doing for your show? Like those Asian kids aren't coming to your show. You know, well, if depends. you're a real you know, band, if, you, if, you go, if, you tour, if you're touring in Asia, they might. I mean, if you can, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let's, for the sake of this conversation, we'll speak like we're American bands over here. I, I mean, it I, it's huge and will help grow your following throughout the other platforms. But I, I ultimately, at the end of the day, like bands play shows. You have yeah. like you have to play shows. Yeah, you know? I, I'm 100. I'm all. I love playing shows. Yeah, play <laughs> shows. That's. But I'm just talking about like diversifying your stream. No, you're 100 you know? right, and I think that it's one of the the things that musicians take for granted the most is that, like you said, I mean, just being in that, that echo chamber of Facebook and like, yeah. what I want, I make, I make the events and I do this stuff. And, and, and we got, we got a cool festival booked. It's like, yeah, that's great. That can't be the only thing that you have though. I like, it's tough, man. I'm all like, you should make a lot of money playing live shows. You should go on the road. You should be touring. Like things gotta get back to normal. I'm, I, I am not the guy that's saying that we should not be yeah, touring, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. Um, but I just no, I'm, you're right, I'm, though. I'm a strong proponent of like if you want to have last stability, yeah. you have to be able to adapt to what the modern culture is. Mm-hmm. You, I I just don't think that you can go off of what the like you can't bank off of what the jam bands did 30 years ago in order for your for your for your business model moving forward. Mm-hmm. You know, especially after what just happened with the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. With Corona, I mean, it changes everything. Like we watched the whole 
world get shut down and taken away from us. So it, it changes everything. But I, I, I agree with you 100% that if you're going to be in this industry and if you don't want to do it, then hire someone who's going to do it. Yeah, and Put totally. your stuff on all the platforms. Get it out there. Create Content is everything these days. Yeah. Um, and in, in, in even regards to my side of it, in regards to selling shows, I need good content. So you got to have that content for me to sell you even to the good live shows and to get you out there. So, I, yeah, I, I definitely couldn't agree more. I, it's one of those things that I have been plagued with and just not the biggest fan of. And I'm fortunate to where I'm not in a position where I have to do it. Um, I, you know, luckily we've we've been able to find people to manage our bands pages and stuff and do that stuff. Um, and most of our artists, we have to come to them for the approval. It's like, well, do you want to be on TikTok for them? It's probably a no, um, you know, because they're kind of happy with what how their growth is going and where they're at. But it's one of those things. Yeah, if you're trying to send your music and spread your, yeah, it's that becomes it's really about spreading the music. Yeah, exactly. you know, it's about spreading the music at that point and spread because then you're right. If you can get the TikTok blow up a TikTok video, it's not really about getting paid, you know, or whatever. I mean, if you get paid, that's amazing. And if you don't, but all those views are then going to possibly go to your Spotify and check out the music that was in the video and all that kind of stuff, or maybe go like the Instagram. And it definitely just diversifies that following. And yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It's great that you're doing it. It's great that you enjoy it, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's a little, definitely a little crazy almost. No, it is. I, I can't I, believe he likes it. I, <laughs> I am a little crazy sometimes. It's a little otherworldly. Okay, here we go. Reptilian. Yeah, we Confirmed. got it. Confirmed. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't enjoy it as much as I do play, playing music and being on the road and of course, all that stuff. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. I, I've just, well, it's like anything else. Like, like, I hate the business side of it at, at first as well. But then I, I started realizing, well, this is also creative. As soon as you start to think about it as a creative endeavor and not like a chore, then it, then it can become a lot more fun, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's good. So the last question I have for you before we move on to mm-hmm. popular opinions is um, what do you feel like your favorite part of what you do is? Man. I hate all of it. Fuck these, fuck these bands. I quit. <laughs> I love my job so much, honestly. <laughs> I really do. There's so many shows that's just like. I can't the the traveling truly to me it's traveling seeing the parts of the country the world I've gotten to travel internationally with be easy and uh and in many more trips to come and seeing parts of the country in Colorado and Utah and places in 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 the Bahamas would be easy and stuff and just the traveling the camaraderie with like the artists but yeah like I I don't even if I'm, cause I'm an artist at heart. I grew up playing shows first and just like I, I had this great conversation with someone the other day. They have such an affinity to music and they're so tied to their music. Like yourself, like a songwriter, like this is like, I wrote this. I don't feel that way about music cause I didn't write it. But when me and Nico put on Oktoberfest or something and I'm standing on that stage and watching honey hounds or side hustle smashing, and there's 100, 200,000 people, thousands of people standing there having a blast. I feel that feeling. I feel that like we created this, even though we're not the only ones to put on Oktoberfest. No. We're, a, we're a part of it. You feel that like, and that's that's one of my favorite parts, whether it be an Oktoberfest or even just with Honey Hounds on the road or it be easy, even a wedding, like anything. When the show is going really well and the crowd is having fun or the bride and groom or whatever, 
and I'm just standing there side stage. I'm not even playing anymore, you know? Most of the time, just behind the stage, like, that's still such a great feeling, like, the happiness you're bringing to people and the joy that it brings to people. Is Working for something bigger than yourself. Well, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a great way purpose to in life. Yeah, it's, that's, that is my purpose in life, for Don't sure. Don't sell yourself short, bro. You guys are fucking artists. Thanks, like, like yeah. Like, ma- managers, booking agents, like, people on the business end of it, marketing, PR people. Like every like everyone is an artist and yeah. when it comes to, uh, to the business side of it, man. Like so much fun. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. None of this stuff works without those wheels spinning in the mm-hmm. back, you know. Just so, and the, the the level of creativity that it takes as well to to make some of the, some of these things happen. We had, we talked to Tim Hall about like somebody one time he worked out a deal where like they got paid like a Mercedes Benz or something for, like for for like a, a date or whatever it was. What? It's just yeah. He was talking or like he, they got paid like a car or something. Sick. Who did? Yeah. He, he talked about that. He did about about like an artist did. Yeah, I don't remember that. Because I as I asked him like, what are some like weird like structures that you've worked out for shows? Oh, I see. What he you're was like to somebody say. like like worked out like they want like a car or something, some weird shit like that. Like just like there's an art to figuring out how to make things 100%. happen. One hundred percent. You know. Yeah. So <laughs> that's my, crazy. My I favorite get paid clip. Bend, my favorite right? clip ever still is how fucking hard Jason Honeycutt worked to fill that rider. Yeah. For, that, for, yes. Did you see that? Yes. That yeah. made me laugh so hard <laughs> on y'all's yeah. recap. I was dying. I love that. that I was dying. Because like, <laughs> like he was like when I was pulling stuff out of the bag, <laughs> he was tripping out like no way. I just kept more stuff. Just kept coming. Shout <laughs> out to Jason, man. You are an OG. Yeah. Bro, that bro. that that's sort of like you know. Like you could just be running a business and just be like, just look at that thing and be like, yeah, fuck you. I've had that same exact you know, experience. Right? But like if you with, have fun with it, yeah, I mean, like a band, a Fortunate day. Youth. My first show as a promoter of all time was Fortunate Youth in Naples, Florida, at a bar. They have no stage, no sound system. I built the stage with wood and rented a sound system. An engineer promoted this show. This band shows up. Their whole rider is filled, and they have a green room in a sports bar, and they're just like so like looking at me like yo they couldn't believe it and then they asked me they're from fortune youth reggae man from california can we smoke in here i go ask the management i'm like yeah a little <laughs> they had no oh. idea who this band was oh my so god these guys are just living it was like one of the best experience. i'm like this is my first show as a promoter and i've I, me and nico have taken that approach to everything we've done i mean you guys have played some of our events we try and definitely give y'all as much as we can of the comfortability and because we were artists and we still are artists in that same regard i, lo- I love working with you guys you man. gotta so, like so you fun. want people to have that i want you to look at me and be like you actually got this damn, this backline kit's exactly what I asked for. Yeah. You know, it's like things you wouldn't think we would do for you, but if we can, I'm gonna. Because yeah. I know you won't forget it, and that's just part of the... Ex- I want you to have a good time. Yeah. I don't want y'all to come play my show and then be like, that was cool, but you know, they're all right. Like, I want y'all to play my show and be like, dude, those guys are great. Because that's how we're going to all be successful. I want you to have a great show and me have a great exactly. show. You know? Exactly. Yeah, so. Looking forward well, to you guys playing, playing Taco and Tequila Fest. Yeah, I man. We're, we're stoked to play for you guys again, man. We, we love playing with you guys. Yeah. Um, all right, so Unpopular it's Opinions. It's right down the street, too. I can't. Yeah, it's so nice. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You live, you live out of the beach, right? I live at the beach yeah, now. Yeah. I used to live in San Marco. Oh, right on. Um, okay, so Bill, you can go first this time. Uh, are you familiar with this segment? Okay, so you get one at He's the end. He's a fan of the show. It's like our first fan. I know. It's great. Show. I love this. This is <laughs> like awesome. everything. Yeah. But, all right, so my first Unpopular Opinion, this is going to be a big one uh, uh i've never thought jennifer aniston was hot or like attractive i'm sorry yeah i don't no. even know who you are bro i don't know yeah, I, like don't get down with you at all yeah, I know. <laughs> actually, actually we, we just got fired from tacos and tequila festival Did so we? okay well i'm sorry <laughs> Je- jenny jenny can get it jenny, jenny can get, can get it, it. 
I'm sorry. I just never. I just never did. Like I don't like any era. Friends, no. Like two thousand. She was. She, she was really pretty when she was on Friends, like in the early years. But mm. I think she's like like there's like she she, like she got better with age. I feel like yeah. also it's she like, looks. Keep seeing photos that were like, damn. She's still gorgeous <laughs> right now, man. I, I just I I didn't. Not. She she had like a nude photo that she sold for charity that was like something like three hundred thousand dollars. Woo. <laughs> Billy's yeah. like hard pass. Yeah, hard pass. Like, Sorry, <laughs> fuck out of here, bro. I'm not trying You're to say wild. I'm fucking like you know like fucking. Yeah, who the fuck are you? Uh, yeah, exactly. Like obviously, <laughs> I'm like would never had a chance to Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. I just I just never thought she was like all that. I don't know. I just never got it. I don't it's get it. It's a very it. good unpopular opinion. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, did you ever like The Office or where uh, uh, Michael is as dating or like his girlfriend? I can't remember his name. Holly at the end. Holly at the end, and then his other uh, Aaron. Aaron yeah. It's like I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. That's me about. Yeah, I, just, I, 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 I don't get that at all. But okay. All right, um, I uh, I love driving in the rain. I do too. I love the rain and driving. We have so much in common. Oh. Wait, have you ever I been to it, Have you ever been to Africa? No. Me neither. Oh my god, let's <laughs> Is this so a much, thing? Yes, yeah, a thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so I, I I love driving in the rain, man. Like I I find it very peaceful. I I I'm not just talking about like like a little drizzle. I'm talking like I can't I don't want to see in front of me type shit. I I I I love on the highway Going, uh, I'll slow down to a nice 30, 40 miles an what hour. What about in the hustle bus? I'll just chill. No, not in that not thing in the hustle so much. Bus? Not in yeah. the hustle bus. Uh, that that shit's scary. You can go fucking hit I seventy five or I ninety five in the middle of a monsoon just outside of well, Port Well, the wind Lucy just knocks you shit. around. On oh yeah, uh, the wind knocks you around, and also oh, yeah. it's got a lot of leaks. So it's like shit. Just like all of a sudden oh, we're we're, we're, we're unloading. Van's we're, leaking now. I totally forgot about we're, that. We're unloading the fucking van. All of a sudden, like our, our fucking guitar cases are soaked. We're just like, are you kidding me? Yeah, right we gotta now? get that fixed. <laughs> yeah, that's or get put fixed. a tarp on top. Flex Seal. Yeah. Yeah. Sponsor. Uh, Shit, can that work? Can you get that? All right, number two for me. Uh, 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 The frog complex is a ratio between how many people like what you do versus how stupid you are as a person. That's a deep one. (laughs) How many people like what you do versus how stupid you are as a person? Yeah, break it. Why don't you break it down a little? The The fraud fraud complex. complex. So like, okay, like sometimes you're like, man, I shouldn't be doing. You know what the fraud complex is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, You know what that is, right? Okay. So it's like I, I, I'm not good enough for this. Like, who am I thinking? Who, who do I think I am? That's the fraud complex. Is a ratio between how many people like what you do, versus how stupid you are as a person. Because no actually, s- no stupid person has a frog complex. I can actually. I think that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's that. That's true. That's yeah. my opinion. I think that makes a lot of sense. So I guess actually. it's not really unpopular. I don't think that's unpopular at all. It's probably <laughs> exactly what it is. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Like, as you explained it, I was like, no, that's, 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 pro- makes sense. that's probably just <laughs> a fact. I'm kind of phoning. I'm kind of phoning it. I'm phoning it in today for the unpopular opinions, and I I think because I ha- we haven't had we haven't had <laughs> we haven't. Had <laughs> 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 that was a good one. That was a good that one. Good. Chris, that was uh, good. I like I watch a lot of comedians, lot of so comedians. I'm pretty fucking so funny, good actually. But yeah, a lot of these are just drunk thoughts that I've had, and then I just write down. And so I think that that's not really, really an unpopular opinion. But no, it's just a fact. Okay, anyways, so my number, th- number th- my my sec- no, yeah, my second one. Yeah, number two for you. Relax, bro. Um, I believe that The Office basically is ripped off Reno 911. The Office ripped off. Who was first? Reno, Reno 911. Reno 911. Look it. Look it. Look it. Look it. Look it. I'm gonna preface. I not, not. I can't preface it at this point. But I'm just gonna say this. I am 
the biggest Office fan yeah. you've ever met in your life. Yeah, I've watched the series. I still I've watched it at least twenty times it's all the like way through. The most Maybe basic more. Way, <laughs> way beyond no. basic tender I, match I, white bro, girl. That's yeah. I'm like a thousand. <laughs> I I. D- I, I, let's do some trivia. I got trivia. Yes, trivia. I'll bring it over. We'll drink. We'll do some office. Oh, I'm fucking down. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucking down, bro. Okay, so but here's why I say what I said. Okay, because Reno 911 came out in like 01. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I swear I'm watching that show, and they have the same jokes. Okay, but none of the same writers. Okay, they had. I did the research on this. They they do the same kind of like awkward staring at the camera that Jim di- does in the office, or that Dwight does it that they Dude, all do. And they do have a lot of colorful characters. A lot of ri- line up. It's it's. I'm, and it was also kind of like doing the the documentary style television show. It's called a mockumentary. A mockumentary. It's a really right, good perspective. Right. I never thought but, of it like that. Before, the, uh, when everyone thought like The Office was like really the first one to do it, it's like no, well, no, Reno Nine One One was actually doing that first, actually. Yeah, that's it, true. But it was just like on the low budget Comedy Central channel, yeah, so like nobody just, cared. Just Re- Reno Nine One took it so ridiculous. Like The Office is so much more normal comparison. But when you think it's more about relatable it, you're too. Right. But like, right, like the interesting camera angles and, and just bro i'm telling <laughs> you like, and like all the all like the 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 accidentally talking on the mic when they thought they weren't talking in the mic or just yeah. like the, the weird awkward like racist comments that are made well, like the stereotypical it's, black man stanley and then they have the stereotypical black cop and exactly. then it's like the little blonde but, chick but, like, but they're not even, but the, but that the, the, they're all like viewed as as a stereotype when they're not the stereotype yes, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and it's like and, and that's and that's like but I start. I, 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 I've been watching Reno 911 lately because I've just run out of shit to watch over COVID. I was just like, I just binged everything. So I said, I'm gonna watch this show again. I haven't watched it as, as like a real adult, Hysterical. you know? It is so, so fucking bad. funny. New bits. I'm just goofing. So new yeah, boot goofing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, just new boot goofing. I'm just goofing. He's it's my so yeah. good. I'm yeah. just like, Terry. yeah, I'm just like, I was like, this is basically the office. This is exactly that. So I that's my unpopular that opinion. That opinion actually, it's good. I'm know. a huge office fan. Like it's you, the same, so bro. Yeah, I feel that. you. All right, yeah. uh, my last one is uh, Keith Richards solo on "Sympathy for the Devil" is the worst guitar solo of all time. <laughs> I wholeheartedly disagree. I was. I, I definitely disagree that it's the worst solo of, of all time. But <laughs> yeah, you're like, I definitely think it's bad though. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. not the best. I, I, I go. Keith Richards was doing a lot of drugs around then. Oh, it's just like you ever I, stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. no, man. I, 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 fucking, I hear that song and then it just it just goes like this in the middle. It's like. So stupid. And it, boop, 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 boop. And, but the thing is, it's like there's nothing else going on in the background. All this is just bongos and piano. Yeah. I think I don't even think there's rhythm guitar. Did you know that Keith it. Richards played the bass line in that song? Who cares? Because the I'm bass just saying, it's, like, it's a great bass line. Well, th- so you must think the guitar solo is really great too. I right? love the guitar solo. Yeah, so it's like uh, on, the, uh, on the uh, on the no, especially that, yeah. especially <laughs> that part is <laughs> boop 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 boop. It's like fucking jazz, bro. I mean, yeah, you still fucking it is, get it. it, it is a jazz yeah, you love that jazz. Sucks. I love that jazz. It sucks, dude. It's so one? fucking good. Wrap okay, up, so my last one is uh, bacon is not that good. Fuck off. You're a vegan, you. so you believe yeah. it. So yeah, you're with yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. Bacon, is, bacon God. is murder. Yeah. <laughs> bacon. I just like I just like like I'll eat. Like, I don't care. Like it's it's fine if it's I. I but it's one of those things. Like, if someone asks you, like, do you want bacon? I'm just like. I mean, if you make it, then sure. Bro. But if but if not, like I'm not gonna. You care. ever tried tofu bacon? Yes, it sucks even more. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, tofu bacon is, is fucking sin. It's fucking but, awful. Uh, 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 <laughs> it's, uh, it's you can cook bacon and wake up a whole house of people. Like that's how fucking good it is. Facts. It's like Facts. an alarm clock of Facts. food. I can also well, I mean, I can also fart real loud into a microphone and wake up an entire house of people. Also, that's me good. That's a bad. Smell. Well, that's that's a sound. This is a smell. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I can also. Well, that was a sound and a smell. He kind of yeah. cheated yeah, on it. He put it to a microphone, so well, he got sound I'm just and saying, smell. like, just because you wake up wake up a whole house of people with it, does not mean that it's good. That's how good it I, is. Yeah, because I can like, wake up a whole house of people with, like, ca- stewed cabbage. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, my fucking. Yo, what is it? So open a sewer in here? Yeah, or, like, my fucking morning halitosis. You know what but I mean? That's bad. <laughs> that's that's bad, bad smells, man. I'm just saying. Oh I'm saying God. that's how good it is. It, like,. I understand your it's point. It's so good. Man. It wakes you up like a bad smell. <laughs> that is a very unpopular opinion, Anton. You might have won that one, yeah, though. I, I'm, I'm like just, I just, I, I can, like, bacon. Everyone out there right now is just like, what the fuck, yeah. bro? Yeah. yeah bacon, can, bacon is amazing. I can take it or leave it. I don't care. <laughs> it's the best tasting meat there is. That's just not true. What's better than bacon? I That's mean, like, just like any fucking, like, baseline steak that you get. Mm. <laughs> I mean, like. Like, I love steak. I, mean, don't get me wrong. I, I will take a fucking, I will take a like a like a like a burger steak. patty from fucking McDonald's before I would eat bacon. Before you get some like fucking uh, a Jimmy Dean bacon. Whoa, whoa. What about like or First sausage? Watch? Sorry. Some million dollar bacon. They got like the don't they do like a special thing at First Watch? Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll eat that too. I don't like I will eat bacon. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it ain't yeah, that fucking special. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. Yeah, I I will eat bacon. I just like don't care about it. It's just not that good to it's me. Ba- okay, all right, unpopular, very unpopular. What um, about you, you wrap it, you? bring it home with the Mine last one? It's gonna be just as unpopular. I do not think the Beatles were that good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Actually, not Chris, a big Beatles fan. <laughs> so, so Chris Richard said the same thing. That was yeah. his unpopular no opinion way. as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, my boy Chris. I forgot about that. So, I, so um, we actually can't be friends because of that. And uh, <laughs> I will uh, say, I will say. Absolutely adore Helter Skelter and um, uh, what's the uh, the other gnarly dark one about a woman? Um, uh, she's uh, she's so she's heavy. So heavy. Yeah. Those oh, are great song. Like, because I love rock and roll and everything else they did was just like yeah, doo-wop music. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking parlor barbershop shit. I mean, like the early Beatles stuff, yeah. But oh, once no, once I'm you hit kidding. like six, once you hit like magical mystery no, tour, he has a point because they get real soft. So many harmonies quick. and shit. I'm just yeah. like, dude, go back to being heavy. That shit was yeah. hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's so I, heavy, I was, goes so hard. It, it literally gives me an erection. I, 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 like, I have to, and I don't even like the fucking Beatles. Yeah. I, I have to agree a little bit, but at the same time, like they were like the biggest fucking game changer in music, probably. Absolutely, of all time. absolutely. Yeah, but you, so you have to respect. Absolutely, them. but yeah, I do agree with you. Like, if I don't want to hear. I hold. I hold her. I want to hold her yeah, hand. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a great if song. If I can piggyback ever, my my unpopular opinion with another on the same topic, I think the Beatles were the first Justin Bieber of all time. Yep, I think they're I do the agree. first hundred percent pop yeah. social. What about Elvis Presley? App. No, no I think no, that was yeah, too. Sorry, you're right. Sorry. I didn't, I don't think that was like <laughs> contrived. I think the Beatles were more contrived. I think oh yeah, because because they came from the UK. Elvis was here. He's our boy. They That's came true. from there, and they were like, this is a very unpopular opinion. I think they were the first like pop act that was like a a way of manipulating mu- how music's gonna be and where it's gonna go. I am probably completely wrong, and people are freaking out right yeah. now on the other side of this microphone. Well, I think so. You are <laughs> well, uh, I, but it's called unpopular opinions, people. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I can see what you're saying. I think that 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 Elvis might have even been 
the the one before that because Elvis was first off not playing his own Shit, music at all. Buddy Second off, Elvis. didn't even I mean, think of that. Second off Jared was Lewis, doing dude. was doing black music in 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 in, in, in like pop culture, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was like so it, it was like they were like oh. This guy grew up in uh, in like black neighborhoods yeah. and does like gospel music, but he's white. Oh, we can totally Perfect. market this shit. We can sell shit. this guy. We can fucking sell this guy. And like okay, Elvis might be right. <laughs> Elvis never left his manager either. What? Yeah. The, uh, uh, what, what's his name? The Colonel? Yeah. Or, uh, Not, yeah. Something yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, but like, but yeah. So it's I, I think that that kind of manipulation of the. I mean, like we can even go further back, and we have like we you know we have like Duke Ellington that was like used by. This is like conspiracy theory shit, but like, what about Chuck Berry? Chuck Berry, but 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 Duke Ellington was was being used by the, uh, 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 by like the American government to overthrow like. Don't let him talk to you about this shit. Like Black Panther stuff? No, 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 no. no. Uh, uh, like, like, like it's not a conspiracy. This is real. Oh, okay. Uh, that like like other governments in other countries be, uh, through pop culture. So it's like if Duke Ellington was like the was the uh, was like the pop culture. Uh, guy at that time it was like the, the best way to influence a culture or the best way to, to, to influence policy is to influence a culture because you gotta get the people on your side so you throw American music into other cultures and you go oh, this is this is America like this is we love this if this is what, what America is all about we're all about America fuck you guys so they, they did this with Nina Simone they did ah. this with Duke Ellington they did this they, they, ah. there was all kinds of uh, efforts across the board and I'll tell we talk about, the, about this more after the show but I'll, I'll, but there's some cool shit I'll fill you in yeah, on. Yeah, but the CIA cool. created Britney Spears. We all know this. Um, anyways, Free guys. Britney! Yeah, yeah free Britney. <laughs> bro, now we're trying been... to get her out of the NSA, man. It's <laughs> yeah. Bro, this has been awesome. Thank yeah. you so much yeah. for doing this. Thank you so much this for having me. This was such a fun me. episode, yeah. man. Yeah. It's been a great time, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right, guys. This has been another episode of Bottom of the Bill. Thank you so much for hanging out. We'll see you next time. Adios.